Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with my co-host, Ernest Gonzalez. A.K.A. Papi Chulo, baby. That is the name he picked for Zoom today. Uh, I made yeah. it myself. <laughs> no way, did you? Completely original. I've never heard it before, so <laughs> I, I figured I'd claim it while it's still out there. And he did have to Google how to spell it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we are here obviously for any of our devoted fans um we, we may, may have noticed we weren't here last week that got me. i know i know you're good <laughs> he's still googling it folks he's still actually spelling it Papi Chilo <laughs> as we're talking but yeah we took a week off um full disclosure i needed it i i've gone through i'll just say a job situation we can say jobs at the moment um and it's it's just a lot, and we're still we're still figuring out the rotation, figuring out where I'm going to land. Um, but enough about that, oh, Ernest. Man. How are you? You know, there's a quote on that in Ted Lasso, and I can't really remember exactly what it is, but it's pretty much like how you respond to change, like is what defines your character. That sounds like it'd and, be pretty damn close to what you just and, said, yeah. And and I I feel like you've shown all the character throughout all of this, man. You've stayed oh, thanks, man. like with a level head and everything. And meanwhile, you had your biggest cheerleader over here on the side, just like it's gonna be all right, baby. You're gonna get this, and you're handling, bro. I'm so proud of you with everything thanks, that man. you do. Um, but also fuck you. I've had a pretty good day. <laughs> I've had I've had a pretty good day, man. Work's been chill, and yeah. um, I'm I'm a I'm in a little bit of a bittersweet situation because I still have my son with me, mm-hmm. my favorite human. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is about to leave on Saturday, and it Aww. just feels so abrupt. Even though this is the longest amount of time that I've got to spend with him since he was born. You oh know? really? He wasn't <laughs> yeah. here longer last summer? No. Oh wow. No, yeah, he was here longer this summer. Wow. Um, he just okay. came he just came later in the year. So gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but but yeah, man. Um, um but I was giving him relationship advice the other day. Ooh. And one of the things that I told him that because you know, I try to teach him the lessons that I had to learn the hard way so that he could just go in already yeah. knowing. Yeah. And he's probably still going to have to figure these things out. Oh, we all do. But that's <laughs> right. <for sure>. Yeah. <laughs> Some are better learned the hard way. Yeah. Honestly. But, um, you know, I told him that it took me a long time to get it. But one of the things that I've always worked on and maybe I'm still working on is to enjoy it for the time that you had. And, you know, instead of focusing on being sad that it's over. That's a, that's a good lesson um, for a lot of things, actually. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. And uh oh no, he he takes all he looks like he understands everything <laughs> that I say, but for all I know, I could be like speaking Japanese to a dog or something. Hey, okay. So. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> no, we talk about these dogs with respect. Your son, not so much. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's you. Chris, I'm 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 Jace's biggest fan as well. And Chris is just like sworn to be his arch nemesis. Yeah, man. We're your children. And we're when we're just upset. <laughs> when he gets his superpowers, he's gonna be expecting a challenge from you, bro. I'm just saying you better bring it. Oh, hey man, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> You'll be his Lex Luthor. <laughs> I got the hair for it. Oh man, I had to do it. Uh, uh, now I just need the bank account. But <laughs> it helps. <laughs> it, it helps to have that hairdo 
or lack of when you have money. Um, but moving right on, <laughs> I don't know where we were going to go with any of that. But hey, man, yeah, please I'm, continue on to the movie, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, oh, that's right. He's bald too, isn't he? Son of a yeah, bitch. He is. Man, Andrew, when, yeah, he When you said his name, no face came up in my head. Um, I just saw the Amazon logo. Uh, that's kind of his fault. But yeah, no. Um, but... This week, we are continuing our reverse, so interesting, um, Wes Anderson movie series, reviewing his 2018 film, Isle of Dogs. And then in the back half, we do have some gaming news, but very exciting development. We beat a game recently, a very big one, very new, Diablo 4, and we will be going into our thoughts and feelings on that as well. Um, Spoil, and I'm going to go ahead and say right now, and we'll say it again when we get to the back half, because that game's been out for almost a month now. Um, it just got its season one, season one update today. Um, spoiler alert for both Isle of Dogs and Diablo 4. Just heads up there, because we're going to go full in on that. I have a lot of thoughts, um, which I'm surprised, because I've never been super into the Diablo, so, but we'll get into that later. Um but very exciting. And then we haven't done a game review in a minute. Oh, I say that. We did Jedi Survivor. I'm really glad we got that done. But still, it's been yeah, a That was a couple of weeks ago, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and hop into some Wes Anderson. Um, like I said, spoiler alert for Isle of Dogs. It did come out in 2018. And you can stream it now on Disney+. Plus. Mergers are weird. Because um, it is a Fox film. But... <laughs> Oh, funny enough, he has a movie called Fantastic Mr. Anyway, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's just how my brain works. But Ernest, you are the, the man who loves all things Japanese. And I hear you like animals. <laughs> so, Ernest, I what do. did you think of Isle of Dogs? I, I love dogs so much, you know. I, I think <laughs> first... Let's just talk about the title and get it out the way because, okay. I mean, naming it that has to be one of the most genius things, just period. It's great. Just just it's on great. its own. Yeah. Because <laughs> you say, I love dogs slowly, and you're just saying, I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're, tr you're so, tricking the cat owners. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wonderful way to, to go about it. So just kudos on the name, first of all. Mm -hmm. But the movie, I, I came out of this with just such a genuine good feeling, man. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed this movie. Nice. Um, I I don't think that it it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, but damn, it's fucking good. Mm -hmm. And the, because also like I'm so excited to see Fantastic Mr. Fox because oh, yeah. this this is hands down some of the best stop motion I've ever fucking seen. It fits his style so well. It's great. It does, man. And the <laughs> way that he goes about uh like backdrops here and things like this is is fantastic. All the looks of this movie, the aesthetic of this movie is spot mm. fucking on, especially because you know I love that Japanese aesthetic and stuff. Yeah, man. Although it being in Japan did kind of feel like a purely aesthetic choice, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that it's necessarily placed in Japan for any, like, big story reasons. It would, I think he just sat there and said, like, oh, I think it'd be cool to have it in Japan. Oh, and I could do this with it, you know? <laughs> but um, so, um, but the story is, I, I feel like it's heartfelt, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, you... 
it, it's the classic tale of a boy and his dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a boy and a couple dogs in this situation, but like, <laughs> it's it's like kind of the foundation for so many stories out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this version of it um, has to be it has to be one of the best dog movies out there, which is saying a lot because there's some really good like well-loved dog movies out there that is true but um yeah yeah i think this is up there with them again um you know it's it's not everything it's not completely full of bangers like there might Mm -hmm. be like one or two songs to skip but damn it's a good album it's like that but a movie Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so yeah man i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot and i was i think pleasantly surprised um Part of it being because we are going through it backwards and I haven't seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, so I had no idea what to expect. That's fair. Um, So, yeah, man, blown away by all the animation and aesthetic of it. Mm -hmm. Liked the story a lot, Um, but not perfect. That's that's my overall right now. Okay, we'll see how I feel at the end of it, because having that conversation, man. It, it always brings in some new perspectives. The cake stuff. is baked. So I'm interested to and say. we're icing wait, it yeah. here. I get you. I want to see. Yeah. Um, but. was <laughs> <That's> very nice. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I don't think it's perfect by any means. Um, I never remember if I've watched. Well, okay. I've, I've watched the movie. I saw it when it came out in theaters. I didn't remember that I reviewed it on Letterboxd. Um, and it's like a little fun, like, time capsule when I find those. Um Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I, I really enjoyed this film when I first saw it, and but I, I gave it three and a half stars. Um, upon rewatch, I did go ahead and up it to four. Um, nice. Because I left with that same feeling. I just, I just felt so good. It feels so good when you finish it. And yeah. I think the the humor, I it killed me. I, I laughed quite a bit. Um, what's up? Now, again, it's it's spot on for me, man. spots his his sense of humor and what he injects into his movies yeah it just always smacks for me bro like i always crack the fuck up just that dryness of it you know yeah man and he's not british he's texan it's so my brand for (laughs) real yeah yeah most people in texas are just like boisterous and loud and fucking you know what i mean but like yeah he has a very different feel to him than any other texan i know I didn't even I wouldn't assume he was a Texan. I, you I look know. at Wes Anderson and you look at like Paul Wall, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I don't know why that's my go to. I don't know either. I fucking love Paul Wall. That's why, baby. <laughs> okay. It's Paul Wall, baby. But um, um, now we're getting sued. <laughs> but I I really enjoyed this film. I don't th- I think every vocal performance is great whether it's minimal, whether there's a lot of it, like Tilda Swinton, I, I think is a character of note. Um, I talk about the humor, her whole thing about her visions was so good. It's just, a, it's just a pug watching the fucking TV. She just understands what happens on the TV. Yeah. 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 So it, she's the so Oracle. Good. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. fucking great. And it's, it's this uh, big old bug eyed pug, man. It's great. She has like four has lines. Like two lines. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, bro. But she matters. We got to see the Oracle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I also, so I, I get what you're saying about the Japan thing. Um, I do think that as, that aesthetic does add to the storytelling here. I don't know necessarily, like, I mean, yeah, you could have probably said it in, well, you could have said it in America. 
Oh man, I, I feel like you get more genuineness but, setting it out of America because we suck. <laughs> can I ask you? Did you uh, did you yeah. have subtitles when you watch this? I did. Does it? Did it translate the no. Japanese for you? No, it doesn't. It's okay. not supposed to. You're not okay, supposed I to understand so. the Japanese. Yeah, got it. Um, because guess, guess what? Only dogs understand Japanese. <laughs> I I love that. I actually have a story about that, but I'll tell it when you're done giving it. Oh, you. Okay. I can't wait to hear about you telling speaking Japanese with a dog. Um, the but oh my god. <laughs> You know what? That's even better, man. But, it's a dog speaking Japanese to me. Son of a no, bitch, man. It's a dog samurai. <laughs> um, but no, I found this. There's so much greatness here. Um, again, like you were saying with uh, the stop motion, and I kind of gave my thoughts a little too early there. But it lit. he uses stop motion in his style in such an amazing way. Um, like we talked about Pinocchio last year, that is very much a Del Toro movie. And it's so interesting when you see these movies that like they use the same art style, right? Like it is stop motion. Yeah. Um, but they, the directors and the artists involved find a way to make it their own. And you can definitely like polar opposites, just looking at these films. Even when you take it out of the box, you still know the brand. You like, know? Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, but I, I got a shout out. I think Brian Cranston as chief is so good amazing um and of course you you will probably see him take, have the most like character growth here um for very obvious reasons but i i loved his whole journey i loved his whole relationship with atari both, both the reluctance of it both the acceptance of it um he bites he oh dude and what that and i don't know why i bite oh man Uh, i'm not a violent dog i don't actually like fight oh my god that's it's so good it's it's yeah the writing is so good here and i i laughed um i got emotional i did some thinking about some things this movie gave me everything i could have wanted uh, Mm -hmm. with with the premise it was providing and the fact that the bad guys go to jail tied to their their cats it's so good it's so good and they're and the cats are chained up too for the record we do love cats and we do not a hundred percent agree with wes anderson's anti-cat propaganda but i don't think he actually attacked cats he but just it's had a, great. somebody who likes cats being a be terrible a, be an asshole yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. what's more so fun little segue i'm a big jojo's bizarre adventure fan um, if you've watched the anime, you'll notice uh, a lot of bad things happen to dogs. Um, the reason for that, and the creator said oh, this no. in an interview, is because he, it is to highlight just how bad the person, because it's always the bad guys doing this. Yeah, only um, a terrible fucking person would exactly. hurt a dog. He's like, wow. only the worst kind of person would do these kind of things. And some really terrible things happen to dogs in that anime. But that aside, we have a My guy goodness. here faking a whole epidemic. Well, actually creating it. It is real. But um, he starts it. Yeah. He spreads it. And yeah, dude. And I was just like, oh, you're an evil motherfucker. And at first you don't see the cat. <laughs> but then later on, you just see the cat a lot. Um, <laughs> but something I found really interesting because again, we're AI is a huge topic right now, obviously. Big buzzword. Mm-hmm. We have the strikes going on with the actors, the writers. Very the timing. Yeah. 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 Um, it is so like at the the premise of this evil man's um, which is a, which is um Atari's uncle, 
he he his evil plan is essentially to move all the dogs out of japan and replace them with these robot dogs yeah and that yeah. are 100 percent obedient and shit. yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. O- obedient and secretly uh, so like they're 99 obedient to the people owning them 100 percent to him because he can turn the, like they have the weapon and turn them into attack mode shit. and shit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a whole thing and it is played very very silly but like just that topic like is so poignant to what's happening literally literally today people are picketing for like ai shouldn't be replacing people um you shouldn't be able to use a fake likeness in the per- in the in the present in the spot of a real person um right. and i whether or not that was part of what he was thinking here. I don't know. It's it's attached to me now because I watched it this year and I, I found that very interesting. <laughs> I think it's also like this, this movie is going to be like stapled in relevance, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't think that's a conversation that ever goes away from this point on. Absolutely. I think like it's a fairly, a fairly new conversation. It, it's something that would be brought up every once in a while, every couple of years or something. You when know, a Terminator like, comes oh, out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we, we have this new Terminator. Not like we have this new AI that can do this. And it was mm-hmm. always like, oh, they're getting closer, you know, yep. Yep. but we're at that point now where it's just, it's too relevant to ignore. Absolutely. So like in that and um, I mean, maybe, you know, being in Hollywood too, maybe, and being a director at that, maybe these types of things were made uh, like available to him or like he was hearing whispers of it and maybe that played a part into why he throws it in there. But, um, but it never goes away. It never stops being relevant. And, yeah. and that's always like great for a movie um, mm-hmm. objectively, you know? Absolutely. So, But Ernest, I, I need to hear the story while it's still top of your mind. Oh, um, so when it comes to dogs understanding Japanese, let me just say that this movie's bullshit because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you why. Um, I I went to a club one time in Japan and I, I met a lady and um, she had to leave abruptly after we had been dancing all night because her friend was extremely drunk and there mm-hmm. was assholes around her. And you know how that goes. You got to protect your friend, man. Ladies, look out for your friends. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, weeks go by, if not months, and we lock eyes in the club. Mm -hmm. And she just goes and grabs my hand and we dance like two, three songs. And then she throws me in a taxi and takes me home. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we get to her place and she has this adorable dog (laughs) and she starts giving the dog she's like watch this you know and she starts giving the dog commands Mm -hmm. and um the dog is you know laying down and standing up and rolling over and turning around and Mm -hmm. i'm like yo how does your dog know japanese (laughs) like how (laughs) mind you i'd had a couple drinks but like (laughs) yeah and she was like um I I speak Japanese. And she I was like, oh fucking idiot. Why did I think that all dogs spoke English, bro? 
I like to think you looked but, around and you're like, I'm in Japan. Oh yeah, my God. yeah, yeah. It was wild. It was, it was, uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks, man. How That's much amazing. of a fucking idiot I was. I'll never live that down. But, um, <laughs> especially now that you I, brought it to the podcast, I feel like, you know, if these dogs, um, lived in Japan, <laughs> that they would know Japanese. You know? Hey, they were able to, they got them to where you needed to go. They figured out but, what they I think uh, uh, the the more the thing that's laid into it more is that like dogs don't know what the fuck we're saying. True. <laughs> so, Very so true. with so with us, the majority of people watching this movie are not going to understand the humans, you know, unless yeah. you know Japanese. Unless you know. Japanese. Um. So we're very much in the in, in like from the perspective of the dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, course. These humans are speaking gibberish. I see their mannerisms and I'm mm. able to follow along with a lot of that. But like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> you know? So, I know when yeah. he says thank you. <laughs> and for that, for that, uh, I think that's one of the if, if that was the reason they put it in Japan. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. <laughs> not not that I hate that it's in Japan or anything. I, I love anything in Japan. But um but yeah yeah that's one of the stronger points to it gotcha, to gotcha. argue myself <laughs> yeah and so like because i love atari as a character he's like his whole journey like he's he's your hero he's what you want he's what you think you would do if your dog was put in his dog situation you you feel like you would go to this island and try to save your dog because what relationship is stronger than a boy and his dog right and it's it's precious and i love it and it's so good um and they they use the rough communication between the two for quite a few gags i love there's a whole thing about <laughs> riding a slide and i ah oh, it's so good oh uh, you can't do that and you can't ride the slide you're not tall enough and he just goes <laughs> yeah it doesn't anyway it gets oh, fucked up. God. and i love and i don't i still don't fully understand every time he does it but atachi i mean not atachi atari does this thing where he just he looks like he's gritting his teeth like he shows his teeth yeah <laughs> and it's always and you see great. like you see like each little digit in there yeah. you know yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> he's showing them all man like little tic-tac teeth like <laughs> yeah i love it they I might be tic-tacs sure. hey man saves money on actually making teeth um Honestly. but <laughs> talking about the cast here um though and this is probably one of my complaints that keeps it from being perfect we do have a really strong starting dog cast um, Fuck yeah, dude. Because we have um Bill Murray, Brian Cranston, Brian yeah. Cranston, Edward Norton. Um, oh my god, Jurassic Park guy. His name's not Ian. That's his name in the movie in Jurassic Park. Oh my god. What? Jeff like, Goldblum? Uh, there you go. Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Yeah, his name's Ian. I, and, uh, Ian Malcolm in the Jurassic I was trying Park to think movie. who else was in Jurassic Park because there's no way you forget <laughs> jo- Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I did. Hey, it was at the tip, and I just I just it forgot. Just um, the tip. <laughs> but like they're they're all, did you hear that rumor i oh it's such a good gag oh, it's such dude. a good gag it's so good yeah it's he's great. my favorite he, he's my favorite side dog because of it even That's though precious. edward norton fucking comes with it in this shit bro i, I love like, when they open up like when they're about to fight and like there's that thing of like, it's oh, like yes. we should open it before we decide if it's if it's gonna be okay to fight for it and it's like <laughs> we, they read off what it is and it's the we most got this nasty shit stuff. this yeah. nasty shit this nasty shit okay it's worth it <laughs> okay, it's worth it. And i love the fighting like animation because it's always that little cloud of just dude cartoon anytime that they do a cloud or they do steam or smoke and stuff like that the way they use I, it looks like fabric like yeah like, yeah like pieces of uh cotton 
mm-hmm. or something. And yeah. and I loved it. I love it's so it. Good. It's so well done. It is. It is. And like there, every time it happens, it's like the best moment for the, the that point. Um, and I love the whole thing of like, okay, we're gonna put it to a vote. Um, oh, yeah. and, and and like it's because uh fucking chief is such like he's a stray he wants to be against the pack he didn't have right. an owner yada 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 Always and like he's like i want to yeah. vote and like no one ever votes <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, um, um the most traumatic for me <laughs> the most traumatic thing in this entire movie probably uh-huh. um was when they're about to put something to a vote and they ride into that incinerator. Yeah. Yep. Bro, like I I lost my breath. Dude. Like I had the fucking wind knocked out of me. Like yeah, I was not fucking ready. I was just like, no fucking way. But then you cut to them a little bit later and they're just yeah, riding yeah, through yeah. the fucking thing. It's all broken. And then they're oh, so bro, pissed. I love that it. Chief is like, oh, I got a bath. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And then he it's has like, soap. okay. Yeah, exactly. He had some. And it's like, I vote that Chief is no longer part of the group. It's so good. It's so and, good. And again, it's like the way, that, and I'm going to, I feel like at this point, I'm going to compliment it in every single one of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> unless we go way back, like unless we get to Bottle Rocket and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, I like the way he writes converse- conversations between characters, mm-hmm. you know, like because some writers shine in like the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the monologues, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like when it's just one person, like really getting it out there or you see just like a conversation build up to a one liner or something mm-hmm. that's going to mean a lot or something, you know, mm-hmm. but like all throughout the conversations between the characters in his movies, he, it's just that constant back and forth and dry humor just sprinkled in all throughout. And it's always so intelligent, you know? Yeah. Um, I just I just really appreciate it. And it doesn't stop here when it's dogs speaking with one another. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the main things, though, is that it just feels so fucking genuine. It, <laughs> you know? it absolutely yeah. does. And I, it, I think it, like it has to for the, the messages given here. And and to make anything, you know, a bunch of dogs talking to each other feel so genuine, I feel is like a feat. You know? It is not not necessarily one that hasn't been achieved before or anything like that, but nonetheless, yeah. we have had plenty of movies in the last like two decades, probably more. That it's like, oh no, the dog's talking. Years. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah. like even if you go back to, and I'm not hating on this, Homeward Bound the commercial. is great. Oh, oh, <laughs> the no. commercial with the dog. I, I don't like it when you're high, Lindsay. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> Those commercials didn't work on Ernest, um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they did it. Um, but when you look at Homeward Bound, like the the lips of the animals don't move, and I, I right. I'm like that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I, I think that makes sense. Um, Airbud didn't talk. Emotional story. Old Yeller's dead. <laughs> um, but Old uh, Yeller's the most dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> but like we've had like this whole franchise the the weirdest spin-off that's just lasted so long called air buddies and stuff like that is that still uh, going i don't know if it is anymore it's still okay. it still was before i right like right, right before i moved to san antonio because i worked at a video store and they got a new release so within the last 15 years <laughs> which is i mean that's still recent i'm like come on but um i 
I, I like we obviously we have animation here it's stop motion and like you're gonna yeah. have the animals moving and whatnot and they talk and their mouths moves and stuff but like it's it's so good and like anytime and i i would love to watch some behind the scenes stuff to see like how they do because obviously you're not seeing like the hands moving everything but like right. anytime one of the dogs or anybody just starts tearing up I love those scenes. Oh man, yeah, it's really hard not to cry with them. It is, it <laughs> yeah. is, because like it's not just water on a dead face. Like the facial expression changes. You see the anguish. It's like a literal acting performance being shown to you, and it's so yeah. impressive. That even the the small moments where someone almost cries, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like it's it like they're just so precise with it. Um, there's no, yeah, there's no lack of care. Precise is a great word animation. for almost every movie that Wes Anderson has <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, Good point. But I got to talk about, because little little flash forward to what we're doing next week. Next week, we are covering the event of the summer, Barbenheimer. Um, oh. And you can't talk about Barbenheimer, obviously, without Greta Gerwig, who, unbeknownst to me, the first time I watched this movie, she's a voice actor in this film. I didn't know who she was until I met you. So. Oh, <laughs> so hey man that's fair that's so fair. yeah me too man <laughs> but big fan now big fan for sure but, appreciate um, you putting me on hey man i'm glad i'm yeah. glad but see ladybird absolutely definitely see ladybird but we got to talk about tracy walker voiced by greta gerwig because she's a precious right. precious human and she is obviously like kind of in the background because the majority of your time is on the isle of dogs with atari and the other animals but she's fighting the good fight and without atari even being there i love her monologue just going over like all the notes and everything she's gathered and she's like atari i think i have a crush on you <laughs> it's so good it's so good man i i don't know why because you know i looked at a couple reviews and stuff i always like to get a feel for the field mm -hmm. and stuff before we come out here and do our own thing but uh one of the things I, like a lot of people didn't like Greta Gerwig's performance in this. Oh, like a, that's ridiculous. A lot, a lot of people. I, so but, I understand if you don't like the character, because it can mm -hmm. I can see how that's kind of might feel like it's somewhat shoehorned in, especially if you're like more resonating with Atari and all that stuff, which is obviously mm -hmm. the main focus. Um, but man, and I and I will say, like, I didn't like it wasn't a character that I came away remembering necessarily after the first viewing, but this mm -hmm. time I was like, I've heard that voice because I've been watching a lot of Greta Gerwig interviews being an obsessed idiot lately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you're loud, bro. You're <laughs> but like, and then I looked it up afterward because again, when I started this, I did not know. I didn't, I don't watch, I can't see every name, especially with the Wes Anderson film, every actor credit on his fucking <laughs> intro credits. There's yeah. so many. There's it's, so many. it's tough not to pull up IMDb in the middle of one of his movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and you, you're going to feel that the same way with fantastic Mr. Fox, dude, huge cast. Um, but I think she's great. I thought she was really good. I thought she was funny. I thought her emotional moments where she's, I mean, she's, she's wanting to fight for what Atari is, but like, I, she doesn't make it over there to the Island, of course. And we find out she owns nutmeg, which is the cutest and most yes. hilarious name for a dog. And because uh, it isn't talked about throughout, she's not, she's never like, Hey, I'm me. I'm the owner of nutmeg at the yeah. beginning. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's just sprinkled in there at the end. And it's just a, a really nice touch. I like that. Like um, some nutmeg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but um, I think that, the problem that people may have had with it um 
is that it and I think it's on purpose more than anything, just mm-hmm. based off of like a lot of Wes Anderson's characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that her voice, even when during those emotional moments and when she's excited and stuff like that, her voice still comes off like a little bit deadpan. Mm-hmm. And and I but I feel like it was on purpose more than anything. I was gonna I say feel like it everyone sounds tone. deadpan in the exactly. Wes Anderson film. Exactly. Um, um, with minor exceptions here. But I think she has some of the more um, emotionally driven uh, type mm-hmm. speech. You she's know, the American, yeah. right? Right, <laughs> because you know, she's supposed to be loud and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, while you know, screaming her things, even then, she does a great job of just having that deadpan type tone. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like people may have been thrown off by it. But That's fair. I mean, just is, yeah. going in with like what I was expecting of a Wes Anderson film in general, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's spot on for sure. Okay. I, I can't pick, it's tough to pick a bad performance here. Honestly. Yeah, I think that I, I like them all. And even yeah. the one that doesn't have a voice, it's just really a face. And that's the hacking guy. I don't remember his name. <laughs> but every time you see his face, he looks so like he, you see his face. And he's like, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm a hack. I'm a hack right now. <laughs> and then he finally does it. And it's just, oh, man, it's so good. It's such a good gag. Um, there is also because in a friend's dispatch, which we recovered, uh, which we recovered, which we covered last week. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Um, yeah, last we recovered it and then we covered it. Um, <laughs> And and um, you you talked about somebody that was just it was one of the people on the couch, just like a small character from one of the TV shows that you'd been watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember exactly who, but I ran into a, a side character from a show that I had been watching that I was not expecting to see. Okay. Um, because, like it? I said, it is very hard to pull up yeah. to not pull up IMDb throughout this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his name is Najiro Murakami. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays editor Hiroshi, who I cannot point out to you who in the movie that is. I just saw him on IMDb and got super fucking excited because okay. he's from he's one of the side characters in um, Alice in Borderland. Oh, OK. That's and awesome. I and one of my favorite characters. Absolutely. Nice. Like, you know how every once in a while we get that Japanese character that uh, like in an anime or something that like. um always has their hands in their pockets and is yes. just really fucking cool. Yeah. He's that guy in this, in this show. Okay. And um, oh, it's, he's great. He's fucking great. And I'm just happy that, that he got some fucking Wes Anderson work, bro. Like yeah, that's man. awesome. Hey man. Um, because while having like these huge names in all of his movies, like there's other people here too. Mm-hmm. And people that we're happy to see getting work like uh, Sam from fucking, <laughs> what should we call it? From, Ted um, yeah, it's at last. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, and then like I, I wouldn't have known that was Francis McDermott, you know? Yeah. Um, that there's so many, so many yeah. just all sprinkled throughout. But like, yeah, Greta Gerwig included. I, I think all the performances here are just great, man. Yeah, man. I'm definitely there with you. And like whether it's somebody something is like we hear a lot of obviously Atari. Um obviously the most we probably hear from is Brian Cranston. Uh, and then like you match that with <laughs> who I guess she just likes she just loves Wes Anderson so much she doesn't mind if it's a small role or not um, oh I just said her name Tilda Swinton my bad yes, um, yes. Tilda Swinton uh, she's like the Kate Blanchett to Del Toro it's, uh, that, it's great yeah when she goes and plays the monkey I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing bro exactly absolutely yeah, yeah. 
and it's it's great and when you have those relationships and like you know your directors have your your entourages like scorsese and de niro man you hear them in a movie together you you're like right. front row my guy like i need to know dicaprio um, at this point too dicaprio yeah. very very yeah. fair he's very like fair. part of that crew yeah absolutely <laughs> pacino absolutely. and stuff yeah, <laughs> um but it's it you can just see and like i've heard nothing but great things about like working with s anderson obviously he keeps people keep coming back to work with him <laughs> right um whether it be like the main role a side role a super small role like it's great it's great and uh, you love to see it and like i feel like those relationships those friendships whether it be like intimate or just like friendship or on a work basis like that like all works together to create like this cacophony of joy and yeah. adds to the experience of what you're watching. And I can really only imagine that it's a mixture of all of those. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love working with you. I love you as a person, stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, you know what? I recently noticed that uh, Christopher Nolan is starting to come through with a little posse as well. Oh like, yeah. 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 Killian Murphy has been in a bunch of his stuff at this point. He has. Damon yeah, yeah. And stuff. He apparently so, yeah. Killian Murphy originally auditioned for Batman and he didn't get it. Yeah. And he got yeah. Scarecrow, but look where we are now. Man. Great, great Scarecrow still. I, oh, I absolutely. Scarecrow. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds weird, but the mask is also really cool for that Scarecrow. Yeah. Uh, it is. Hey man, that's a prop. Somebody made that. But um, I, I love this movie so much. Just going yeah. back to this film. I, I had such a good time watching it. I wasn't dreading watching it, but I also wasn't like excited. I was like, I remember liking it. And then I just popped it on um i'm definitely so where we might diverge the most i don't for me and again all of this is subjective i think every track you hear is a banger i i love this soundtrack the score oh bro no i I have that soundtrack and absolutely (laughs) well you said you said some you said earlier that like there were some songs you could skip um and i was i'm just like i love all of them that that wasn't um that was like as far as scenes. I was comparing like a movie to like an album. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, and I misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were saying yeah. like there were songs you would skip. Yeah, um, I was metaphoring it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think the I, I think the music in this is good. Very, mm-hmm. very. I love the fucking drums at the beginning and to start off yeah. the movie like that, and it really kind of like sets the tone for how the animation is going to be and everything. You know, and then um, they bring it back in the end credits. It's great yeah and i love how detailed they are with like the different how different the characters are from one another like none of these humans are out there just looking like each other um it's something that we saw del toro do as well Mm -hmm. but i can only imagine that like going through any type of stop motion type situation uh, you know throwing um together any kind of art like that it's Mm got to be easier to just replicate replicate like one after the other after the other but like even when you look in the crowd yeah right right but even when you look in the crowd and stuff and um it's it's great to see all the characters just be different from one another absolutely and it just highlights just the detail and care that they put into making this project you can't talk about this movie without talking about spots uh before we get to actual spots one of like the most jaw-dropping gags (laughs) <laughs> is when you think spots is dead uh <laughs> oh my god 
Yes. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to open his cage. Oh, you and then the the realization from all the dogs is like, oh, you needed a key. I lost it. I lost it so hard. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. oh. <laughs> they're like, oh and they're they're just like really disappointed with themselves and yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just these dog bones. And because I didn't remember how this played out, I was like, oh my god, is he actually dead? Um so it was kind of like watching it again. And I'm really glad I forgot this part. What what a treat to forget. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, I just so so funny. I had to put it down here because just the moment that oh you needed a key. Oh man. <laughs> and like they're fucking dogs. They don't <laughs> It's so good. There's so many layers of the humor. It's great. Um, and then, of course, while we're laughing, Atari's over here just gut-wrenched because he thinks he found, found the bones of his dead dog. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And he's um, literally going to leave. Oh, man. Ugh. But, and, like, it, it's tough to talk about spots without talking about Atari because, like, yeah. literally the boy and his dog, right? For but, sure. like, um, like I, I just love how much they love each other. It's great. So much, man. especially from like how their relationship so started. Cause yeah. it's very much like a bodyguard dog. It's like, that's not your pet. That's, that's your bodyguard. You're not supposed and to get close with them. I love when spots explains it. And he's like, I, I'm supposed to just be his bodyguard, but I love him. And you yeah. see a little tar, co- oh. a little tear come up. Oh, oh goodness, God. bro. It got yeah. me. It got, it me, got me too. It's so good. And like, what more genuine of a cause is there? That, oh, man. Uh, I wish your son was half the kid Atari was, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my kid doesn't know how to steal a fucking plane. That damn Atari's a genius now that you're putting yeah. it that way. Now that and yeah, I believe he's 11 or 12. Yeah, so. he is. I have <laughs> yeah. it right here. A 12-year-old yeah. stole a jet. Yeah. Not only that, because the jet broke down when he got there. He fixed it and was and he took back off, or he was going to. Um I love and like there's there's an element of like weird technology because we already talked about the robot dogs, but when right. you find spots and you see that military issued tooth it's oh, oh yes yes that says military <laughs> issue on it yep. and stuff yep, it's yep. great it's, man. it's displayed it's so proudly man and i love the noise show. the little spitting noise the little yeah, yeah same, <laughs> same 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 um but uh but yeah I, I love spots i love his relationship with atari um and there's a moment there where I'm kind of like, fuck you, Spot. I'm right there with Chief. He's like, this is your, this is, I don't care what's going on in your life. This is your boy. You cannot abandon him. Um, and it is kind of like a weird plot thing to be like, oh, this is your long lost brother. <laughs> and yeah. we're going to leave him with it. But like, it doesn't matter because Wes Anderson's like, you're not going to focus on that watch these characters emote and emote and you're going to feel things with them. And yeah. I was like, God damn. And you got me. <laughs> you got and me. Even some characters that are just in there for a small amount of time too, because yeah. the main characters definitely fucking hit, but yeah. um, we run into that Mephesto dog. Um, <laughs> I see what you're talking. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has like the half, the half skull face. Yeah. Stuff, he's part you know? of the quote unquote can- cannibals. Yeah. And, and as soon as he came on screen, like, like I was like, oh, bro, that's Mephesto, it's fucking, fucking Diablo Hoy, a hundred percent. But um, not spoiler. We told you spoilers for fucking <laughs> Diablo, but um, <laughs> fucking 
it, what you get from them like that pack because there's so much buildup to that plot point of like mm. oh by the way there's these cannibal dogs and it's, it's just like mentioned like here and there throughout mm. the story and Did then you hear the rumor? Behold, he <laughs> ends up there oh dude yes so good um and then oh to see that dog just break down and be like we ate fuzzball to survive yeah you know? and, and he's like and, he was my best friend and the little howls that are mixed in the, <laughs> it's, it's precious and and then he howls a couple times and all the dogs howl with him and stuff and so the other dogs like oh he was his best friend and stuff oh bro it <laughs> fucked me up i feel you uh, I was uh, like, because I wanted to laugh because it's such a funny, it is funny, like to say it. Like, it's like, what a, like, who would have expected this to be the situation? Right. Um, but then you're absolutely right. When they do the howl, when you see the faces, there's some tears. And it's just like, oh man, I don't, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like just in like, the best way possible. When somebody tries to get, like, to when somebody rings a towel or whatever, it's just somebody doing that with my heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay very very oh. good analogy um but what because again i forgot a, a bit about spots here and there is a moment where you he takes some critical damage we'll just say right. um loses an eye and then what a fucking mislead with the shrine at the end but oh, i yes. gotta give props to the department who made these puppets Cause those fucking baby 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 dogs, those puppies, oh my god, are so goddamn cute. Absolutely, like uh, I want to put them all in my hand. I do too. Know? I do too. Yeah. And I was just like, I had a moment where I was like, "Who's gonna hold them when their dad's dead?" I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> but like, they're so precious and they're just so small and so tiny. Um, but you get like he obviously he's critically wounded, but he, he kind of gets his happy ending living with his family. But what I would say is our main dog chief, his whole character growth thing, finally getting some the, the first time he got a treat when he got that treat from Atari. He's like, I can't, oh, man. I can't take that. That's for another dog. And how cute is it that he has a little pocket <laughs> that says four spots? Um, but <laughs> he gives him that treat. And it's like all of these things, because like. And maybe I'm thinking about this freshly because I was literally just, I gave a dog treat to a, a stray outside. Um, literally right before this. Uh, literally right stray, before this. A stray approached, approached my friend Chris and Chris could not turn him down, gave him some water and everything and a dog because treat. he's just a fucking sweetheart. Like <laughs> Dogs get me, man. Well, animals get me. Um, mm -hmm. Spiders, no. But <laughs> I don't know well, why I felt the need to say that. Spider um, pigs. Spider, oh God, I can't go outside if that's out there. But um, I this the look on Chief's face when he when he tastes it, he's like, I because earlier there was a conversation about like everyone's favorite food, and some of them have been very spoiled, talking about right. like steak and stuff. Um, and then I I really like that one little tidbit. It's such a little little thing that I didn't even write down here. I'm just remembering it now. Um, Edward Norton's character was like because he was like an acting dog. He did commercials for dog food um he was yeah. like this is my favorite meal and he's like did you get that all the time that's really like that's impressive he's like no we, we couldn't afford a lot we weren't rich but when we did get it it was special and i was like oh man that's awesome like yeah, that sentence <laughs> that's a sentence in like this Just those little things and yeah, it's man. like it, that character already feels so like realized i'm like you can pick you picture it you see it in your mind 
And sometimes okay. that's all it takes because yeah. you've, you've seen it, you know, over and over again in different features where they try to just pound in like, this is why you should feel this is what makes this character and yeah. just build it up and build it up and build mm -hmm. it up. And sometimes it amounts to fucking nothing. Yep. But you see it over and over again in Wes Anderson films that with his characters, sometimes just one or two little lines sprinkled in here and there mm -hmm. are like enough to give you like a whole view like like looking into like their mind's eye and shit you know what i mean yeah like yeah man it, it's so wonderfully done and that's definitely one of those points ah man it's so good i just remembered that but going back to chief just like his whole realization of like okay maybe people aren't so bad and he just gets shown a little bit of love and like you can take that like i think you could show kids this movie um and yeah. like there, there's so much just in that moment of like just showing a little bit of kindness can really reveal who somebody actually is. Don't look at them for the circumstances of their own lives. And it's so beautiful to see that here just in the most purest form between a boy and his dog. Oh, not even his dog, just a dog that he found. Right. Um, well, sometimes that's how they become your dog. <laughs> very Nami. true. I do yeah. have a straight. <laughs> Oh man, she's the reason I didn't take that other one. I can't, I can't fit them all in here. But um, right, right. Uh, it's all your fault, Nami. <laughs> <laughs> she's looking at me now because you said her name too many times. But um, <laughs> but I, I just love Chief's arc so much. And then he has this moment, and again, it is kind of like it, it is this like weird little thing of like what a plot convenience that you look exactly like the dog he's looking for, and you end up with him. But yeah, he ended up being white in the first place. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that is a great example of visual storytelling, just showing you how rough his life has been. Exactly. Yes. And, yeah. And like not Absolutely. even knowing what a dog treat tastes like. Like it's a lot. That's that's there's so much there. And um, you get to this line later, and like oh, they do say I it really quickly. I hope it's what um, I'm thinking. Where there's the realization that they they were part of the same litter spots in chief and spots explains you're you're my long lost brother and chief is just looks really sad and vulnerable for a moment and he asks was i the runt yes and the best response because i was already like feeling it and the best response is you're not anymore and i was like oh, oh dude and then they just rush underwater yeah. and it's uh, it, like it's so abrupt and it, it just leaves you with that like Oh, it makes God. that feeling like linger. It you does. Know what I mean? It does. Yeah. It's literally the water being wafted over you. Oh it, my because God. you're you're forced to like immediately move on from that, and you're still trying to feel it because it yeah. was so impactful in that yeah. second. It's like you a know? weird like, form uh, of whiplash. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. But it's so good, and it's like that is such a huge moment. And again, dude, that's like that's two sentences with two sentences between two characters that are dogs and, and like what good writing and profound meaning behind those words and shout out to the writing too because wes anderson didn't write this on his own i think there was one more um writer but that one of them uh because there is at least three but yeah. one of them is jason schwartzman oh really that i did not yeah. know okay yeah. that's yeah. awesome so props to the crew on yeah, that shit because I, I love I love the writing and dialogue here. Talking about poignancy and the times as they are now, definitely important to call out the writing. Um right. Okay, I have it right here in front of me. Yep, Wes Anderson, Jason Sorsman, and Roman Coppola. There you go. If that's real, if that is a a Coppola like Francis Ford Coppola, wow. Uh but and, and um <laughs> but 
wow, I just didn't know he was part of this. Regardless, yeah, dude, the writing's so good. And literally, oh, actually, I don't know if he's in Bottle Rocket. Regardless, Rushmore is very much there in the early career. Um, Wes Anderson has been working with Schwartzman forever. Essentially is what I was getting at, getting stuck in my own head. Um, Who's going to know the Wes Anderson-isms better than than this man right here other than maybe owen wilson but he gets the vibe absolutely absolutely Absolutely. like so much so that when you see him you see the vibe (laughs) no no matter what he's in you made me swallow my gum um (laughs) it's one of my favorite things just got pilgrim (laughs) but oh man and dude we just got jason sportsman as well in across the spider-verse had to shout that's right but um Man, I I really enjoyed this movie. There's so much purity to it. And like, there's still like emotional poignancy. And as we've been talking about, whether it's on on purpose or not, like there's still relevant topics kind of in these subplots here that are just really could have a lot behind them just looking in the the scope of what's going on today. Right. And and it's one of the things that I love. Like we've talked about it with, with other films as well. It's just like the appreciation, the appreciation of layers here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because you could take this movie at so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Like you could look at like the political agenda. You could look at like the AI thing. You could just see it as a boy in his dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to view any form of art in different ways like that is just, to, to have those different perspectives that you can go into it with. It, it's great every time. It, it absolutely yeah. is. Um, this has been just, it's one of those fun things. It's the best thing about rewatches, especially when it's been so long. Cause again, I watched this opening night when it came out 2018. I haven't seen it since um, when you just kind of rediscover something you loved or like, yeah. obviously I liked it more now than I did before, but like, I, it's just so fun. I was, uh, I, I talked about it at the beginning. I was like, right now I, I love it you know mm-hmm. and i wonder how i'm gonna feel after our conversation because you always mm-hmm. get a little bit extra man i, I love it more <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i love it more here there's yeah. always so much to enjoy in a wes anderson film and going backwards it's i think this is gonna be a really entertaining journey i yeah, i it is. It, it is already proving fruitful um but with that Ernest, give me some final thoughts on isle of dogs all right. So I spoiled it a little bit. I fucking, I love it a lot. Like I'm having, <laughs> I, I feel I'm starting to feel in my chest, the feeling that I felt when I finished the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is definitely one that I'm going to try. I'm, I'm going to be pushing this movie. I, I see that in the future. I was talking to somebody at work today, helping them with a, with a technical issue. And just out of nowhere, I was like, are you a movie person? Just wondering <laughs> if I could pitch all of dogs to them, you know? Oh man, look at that. Like, <laughs> so um, yeah, man, I, I just love the little nuances here and all the little jokes and just, mm-hmm. I, I say sprinkled in a lot when I'm talking about Wes Anderson films. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because Everything is just so well spread. It's attention to detail on so many levels, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I just appreciate the fucking shit out of it. Um, like even like the little thing, like they were going to send her back to Ohio of all places. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> those little things yeah. like that. Yeah, man. Um, but again, um, very much looking forward to Fantastic Mr. Fox because the animation here is just, uh, it, it's very much its own brand while yeah. just still being so fucking 
good, man. Yeah. Like that transplant scene is amazing. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness. They did it. They they really stopped motion to fucking kidney transplant. It's they beautiful. Did. <laughs> like shit. Um, Guillermo del Toro would be so proud. And um, <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I mean, he did it after, whatever. But um, yeah, man. Um, I this movie again just gives me like genuinely good feelings all mm. throughout. Um even the sad parts here are like it's the good sad that you mm-hmm. want from art you know what absolutely. i mean so, absolutely like so, we talked yeah, about with pan's labyrinth absolutely right so this is more exactly. of a, this is a little more positive than what that is but still <laughs> right right it's not the last of us or anything so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah um but yeah man and also um i love when you can pull off like that tremendously happy ending Mm-hmm. without feeling without feeling shallow about it like Absolutely. without it being forced you know you don't feel like there was plot armor yeah. right exactly exactly it just happened to be that i mean because not every story can end happily but i'm mm-hmm. happy that this one did i i think it was the right choice there <laughs> and atari so. kind of got fucked up like he like literally yeah. when he landed that jet there was metal sticking out of his head oh yeah he got metal pieces in his head twice yeah so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he paid but, for what he did but yeah. which may be why they're willing they're ready to like give the death penalty to people that mistreat dogs Hey, man. Um, at the end of the movie yeah but um, oh dude you know, i love it and it's like that sounds a little severe okay fine <laughs> uh, but again uh props to whoever named this motherfucker Isle of dogs is a perfect name for this and it is. um i i still oh man i i don't know if i could give it a perfect score and i'm not sure what's holding me back from it but um it's damn near close hey man me. and that's yeah. not that's not a bad thing I don't think it's perfect. I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I do think I, I, and again, I praised her earlier, but Greta Gerwig's character, I think could have been, I I think it was kind of like a teetering thing. Either she should have been less utilized or more. Um, Cause there's obviously importance there. I don't think it was fully realized. Could, could this movie have been made without that character? Very possible. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that that is also not saying she doesn't bring anything. She does right. bring something. Mm-hmm. It's just the movie kind of doesn't doesn't let it fully realize while also just kind of hanging on to it. And, which I'm glad they did. Um, I'm too I'm too positive on it right now. That's that's as far as I got for that. But, but, <laughs> but going, I mean, I know the focus here is supposed to be the dogs too. So yeah, and I do yeah. think the dogs absolutely deliver. Um, and there's such a variety, and it's so yeah. good. And I love the whole thing of um. And I'll just start my th- my closing thoughts with this, with the whole, um, and it's not a gag. It's more of just a way to identify, which I found interesting, with is, which is just like, I can't smell him. Oh, yes. Oh, dude. It's so and, great. And when you realize it. what that means, it like, kind of gets more, like, it's kind of like a suspenseful moment. And it's like, oh, okay, I can smell that person. I can't smell oh, this man. person. Um, but with that, I love, and I, just to sum a lot of this up, I love that the humor is a lot f- greatly focused on the fact that these dogs do in fact other than the way they talk um they act like dogs they're all they yeah. all have to interrupt like there's times they have to stop speaking to throw up because they said they feel sick um <laughs> they they will randomly growl at each other and stuff the like sneezes that. that are like fucking thrown in there yeah. all over the place yeah, yeah. and like it's just, it's just they 
Wes Anderson doesn't forget that these are dogs. And I mean, yeah. they should, that sounds so simple, but like you could, they're, these dogs are such big characters. They could have easily just not acted like that, but I'm so glad yeah. they did. And I think that adds to the genuineness of it. And what is Wes Anderson, if not a genuine creator? Um, um, what's I'm up? so sorry. Just one more style point that I want to give before we get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. The, the side-by-side stop motion with like drawn animation like yeah. when they're showing like the news and stuff on the tv screen uh-huh. is fucking amazing that and it really good. makes me want to see like more of that in different yeah. venues absolutely yeah. and i i do really hope we get to see more wes anderson in the stop motion area Granted, yeah. of course more Already. live action keep doing that that's I'm, fine i'm so happy that i have one to look forward to actually. yeah dude. yeah <laughs> man. absolutely yeah. absolutely um but the way i'm going to close this out which was not planned because i didn't realize this till i'm looking at the my notes here um as you know spell check is a thing and funny enough anytime i put spots none of the time i put spots in my notes it doesn't say spots i have have multiple things so i'm gonna end my final thoughts with the listing here of what my phone (laughs) thought i was talking about so i have spits i have spurts i have sports (laughs) i have spin (laughs) and i have spur <laughs> um spur thank, is a good one. Spur is a good um, one. Thank I'm God so happy sport was in there about. because that's the tag that they thought. That oh they yeah. Found yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean it just shows it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, understandably confused. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and what is a dog if not always understandably confused? But with that, we're gonna take a quick break and then switch from the positive <laughs> side to delve into the depths of hell with Diablo 4. Whoa, uh, 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 <laughs> Diablo! We'll be right Diablo. back. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Before we get into Diablo, Diablo. (laughs) uh, we have a few gaming news updates to go over. A game we've been covering since its announcement is Atlas Fallen. We've probably heard us refer to it as the Sandbender game. Um, It has finally gone gold, so it looks like it's going to be able to keep its release date of August 10th, which is great. You love to hear it. Yeah, man. I'm very curious yeah. to see what people are going to say about this one when, when it comes out. I love that um, it's getting hyped like that, you know, yeah. that people yeah. are, are looking forward to it that much. It makes me look forward to it a little bit more. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Same. Um, not necessarily that, you know, sales equal something good, but yeah. it's promising at the very least. And yeah, of course, at the very least, we can all hate it together. But <laughs> that's I, <laughs> also true if it happens. <laughs> but um, no, man, I, it, it's given me a little bit higher hopes for it mm-hmm. because I feel like the expectations are higher now that it is meeting its goals and stuff like that in yeah. a world where some of the biggest games, you know, are delayed for various reasons and stuff yeah, like that. For um, sure. And yeah, like, it's, it's been see. cool that we've been watching this, um, keeping an eye on it since its announcement. Um. And it's unfortunate. It's it, honestly, it's just unfortunate for a lot of games this year. There's so much coming out, and we'll we'll kind of get into that later. Um, but like amongst all these, like there's a number of good games coming out and great games. But like mm-hmm. along with that, there are very very great games already out and still coming out. It's In just people's backlogs. And yeah, shit. yeah, 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 dude. And it's just like, oh man, um, I'm just very. I hope this gets some love. 
of course, if it if if it does warrant it, which I mean, new IP from everything we've seen from it, I think it looks cool. Um, it it's traversal looks like it may cap like might give me more of what I wanted from the first spoken traversal. Um, right, but yeah, but we'll see. I mean, August is right around the corner, so we'll, we'll we will know soon enough. But all the all the praise to that team. Good job on being able to finish, being able to like even finish the game you started. It is not as like as as common a thing as you would think, um, especially for these like non AAA studios. But and just because yeah. we see it so often, mm-hmm. you know, where this isn't the case, I hope that it's the game that they wanted to put out. As yeah, the absolutely, players, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A um, little bit of uh, some rough news here. Um, Emil Morel, my apologies if I'm saying that name incorrectly, but he was the creative director for a game a lot of people have been waiting for, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, right. He has passed away at the very young age, unfortunately, of 40. Um, so it is. Yeah. It is. It's right, right around the corner for us. You know what I mean? Not yeah. to put any kind of existential thoughts in your head. I have to go now. Um, I'm just kidding. Well. No, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. But you you hate to hear, you hear this stuff, whether it's a developer, um, creative director, a person you just know uh, or don't know. Um, but I, I did want to bring that up for two reasons. For one, to my condolences to the family and friends of this person, but also... Mm-hmm. This it's is a game promoting for the game. Yes, there is right. so much just bad around the game's development already. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, this is this is not something that should this one specifically isn't something you should hold against the game. Um, no one planned for this, but right. it is it's it's just unfortunate because uh, I we talked about it not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. This is a game a lot of people were excited for still are. Um, mm-hmm. I obviously the types died down a bit uh, so we don't know when it's coming out we don't know what the shape it's looking um but that announcement was huge when it was announced right and um and i know a lot of fans are going to be wondering what's going to be happening with this game and i i do hope we get an update on it i i i do because i i want to yeah. see what the hype is about i want to see what the standing is um but i mean it, it is ubisoft we'll we'll see how they how they handle it but and yeah. Like with that situation, I think the best that you could hope for is that they do like a solo leveling thing with it, mm. you know, and they're like, I know what he what, what he would have wanted and we're going to make it that way. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. For sure. Um, I, I hope that that's the case. I do too. But but with everything that's been surrounding it, like yeah. we, we don't know what the fate of that franchise is. Very true. But more than anything, you know. Oh, we again condolences and mm-hmm. uh, where I just I hope with all of my heart that he lived every day to the best. You same, know? absolutely yeah. the same. Um, moving on, we have an, a big announcement from EA. Um, we have the announcement of a Black Panther game. Not too much was revealed about it other than its existence and the fact that it will be a third-person action adventure game. Um, I'm very excited for this. I, again, all that was shown was the logo. Um, so it's probably going to be like four or five years out. But I, I've i wanted more Marvel game. Like Spider-Man's been mm-hmm. great. And we're getting Spider-Man yeah. too. But like Logan's already been announced. There, and it's unfortunate. And I tweeted about this not too long ago, that the gaming space used to be dominated comic book wise by DC. 
And yeah. we're now seeing that flip and Marvel's learning something that DC just couldn't. I I love Batman. He's my guy. Right. <laughs> but and I've been saying for years, dude, don't just do Batman. Give us some more. Give us something right. else. Touch something. Else. There's so many great characters. And even like it doesn't have to be one of the bit. Obviously, you're going to probably want to go to one of these bigger ones. But like a Blue Beetle game. I would be curious what that looks like. Stuff Fuck like that, yeah, dude. Especially yeah. with the movie coming out. Um, mm-hmm. But like here we are. Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. We do have um, Logan as well coming out. I mean, I think it's called Wolverine. My bad. Uh, featuring Logan, of course. But he's that's right. coming out later on. Um, we have this Black Panther game that's been announced. And I think it was earlier. It was either later last year or earlier this year that um, I can't remember who announced it. But there's a Captain America and Black Panther game showing like the OG. That's right that yeah. um it's going to be a game with them and like even less is known about that but like marvel's you, uh, making some moves here what's up did you play avengers oh the yes i did you when did? i so i touched it because it was on game pass um mm-hmm. yeah not great. how was it not great no <laughs> i i hear a lot of not yeah so great things about there it. there was a solid idea there and i do think story-wise it has at least for me it has a really strong start you play as Kamala Khan, who's a huge, huge Avengers nerd. You show mm-hmm. up at Avengers Day, which is like a Comic-Con Avengers thing where you meet the Avengers and she's excited to meet her her heroes. And like the story is really cool, um, but it gets saturated so quickly uh, just to make it into a live service formula. And there, there's just a point of grind that I, I couldn't get past to continue. But mistakes were made there and learned from to give us guardians the things of the that we've gotten right right exactly yeah. which I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought it up because i forgot to put that on the list here <laughs> yeah fuck yeah oh that was still my favorite game that year fuck yeah. yeah yeah man yeah it's it's very good but like look at that we like dc learned please and i, I guess it's more of a warner's brothers thing because dc doesn't have its own it's not dc games it's warner brothers games um mm-hmm. but they're they're making such good moves and granted it did take a while the most we got from marvel um and i know a lot of people like this franchise i'm not hating on it it just wasn't for me the marvel ultimate alliance games um they just weren't for me uh they're definitely like diablo meets marvel with that point of view like the top down Mm -hmm. and the abilities and the cooldowns and whatnot um but like then we move we move on to like now where we're getting just this quality stuff that's fully fledged and fleshed out of just like like look at that first spider-man game like that, that doesn't <clears throat> i'm sorry one sec you're good man. <clears throat> that doesn't just give you the opportunity to step into their shoes and see what it would be like to be them like yeah. they give you that immersive feeling of Absolutely. like like you get to feel what they feel and see what mm-hmm. their motivation is behind things and they just put so much into the story of these to make them mm-hmm. matter absolutely you know? because we like it yeah it's awesome to see what it's like to you know to feel a little bit of what it's like to be the hulk or whatever mm-hmm. but like you know or or uh, a dc character i don't know pick who the flash or whatever <laughs> that's um, fair yeah i and but to put so much meaning behind it and you know make you care about what's going on within the story like that's Mm -hmm. that's where the sweet spot is and that's where i feel marvel's been nailing it absolutely absolutely Um, 
so I would expect them to to definitely come with the story. Uh, one mm. of my questions is, do you know if it's EA themselves or if it's going to be a third party through EA? It is, like, EA. it is know, EA. Of... Okay, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, if it's like, uh, if it was the people behind Jedi Survivors yeah. something like this, yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit, bro. Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, I guess it's like a wait and see thing for sure. Yeah. I'll see what it's going to be like. But do, would you have any expectations of it? Because I have one big one. My, of so with him, my big thing would have been, um, make sure it's like a third person action adventure game, which is the only thing they announced for it. Um, <laughs> Story-wise, I just hope they give it as much depth and f- f- like lore and whatnot as like Spider-Man does. Because it's not only those main quests where you learn about Spider-Man, like you'll get like these Easter eggs of different things in the Spider-Man comics and whatnot just around the, like his whole, the, it's New York, it's not a fictional city, my bad. Right, <laughs> that yeah. you see around that New York. Um, <laughs> and I would love- The world of Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I will say, because I know a lot of people have been talking about this, like would it be said just in Wakanda? I don't think it should just be Wakanda. Um, I think mm-hmm. it should be a thing where maybe, maybe he goes goes back and forth, something like that. Um, but like even you could probably hear it with me just saying that I don't know what that looks like. So, um, uh, but yeah, what was yours? And and it's actually Wakanda itself, like um, mm. because at least in my experience with Black Panther, like most mm-hmm. of the comics that I saw him in were Civil War comics, like the ones Fair. that he was in. Yeah, and um, for so i went to i mean and so from there and the movies is all that i have of wakanda and while we do get like these like broad uh you know sweeping shots of wakanda and stuff like and we get hints of the culture here and there like the funeral the funeral for instance yeah like i want to see what it's like for somebody living in wakanda absolutely and, and get to experience that place because it's always made up to be this amazing place to live mm-hmm. right and i want to see what some of that is absolutely um, so right there yeah i wouldn't want it to be just in wakanda but I, I want to get to explore it a little bit as well yeah so like i guess mm-hmm. more along to, to flesh out a little more of what i was thinking um wakanda obviously has to be a huge part <laughs> um and i do want to be able to explore it like you were alluding to there and like just being able to like, walk down the streets of wakanda um just see what like everyday life is like there but like i and and it's my me thinking narratively of what the story is going to be like and whatnot i just can't imagine like a lot of bad things are happening in wakanda Mm -hmm. because like he's protecting Mm -hmm. wakanda from my understanding i could also be wrong i have very limited knowledge of it but like it is his home it is he is the guardian of it the king of it if you will um but there's a number of things and I'm excited to see what it looks like. Of course, we'll yeah. get a trailer at some point. And a lot of possibilities too. Yeah, like, um, absolutely. He is one of the characters So we're like, you know, Spider-Man, the majority of the time you're going to see him in New York. Yeah. Um, he is one of the Black Panther is one of the more international, you know, yeah. of the, of the Avengers and whatnot. So I feel like it, it's a good opportunity to give us like different stages and like, stuff like that as well i agree um, i agree yeah. that's a good point um and i did my bad my my bad of putting all this on here there is one more marvel game to list because ea <laughs> is also doing an iron man game so there's plenty of marvel coming our way different characters different tastes here um 
I I look greatly forward to it. I don't know on the DC side of things. We we have a good stepping stone. Um, uh, I think they're called monolith. I I apologize mm-hmm. if I'm wrong to uh, to our listeners if I'm wrong about that. But the the studio behind the um, the Shadows of Mordor games, um, they are they did announce a couple of years ago that they are going to work on a Wonder Woman game. And I think that is such a great start in a great direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, all we have for that game is a logo. Uh, So I do hope we hear more (laughs) on that, of course. And it was a while back. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're due. Um, But at the same time, obviously, we're like, like I just said, dude, we're eating good right now. I would just like to hear what's going on with it. Um, But we need more. Wonder Woman is a character I don't know a ton about. I would love to play that game. Yes. And like we were just talking about with um, Wakanda with Black Panther, Themyscira with uh, Wonder Woman would be very cool to explore, check out. And she's also an international hero who explores around. And right. I'm not saying you have to give her an invisible jet, but I'm not going to be mad if you do. Um... <laughs> just just see her sitting in the air. And looking <laughs> um, but I think we're so overdue. And this has nothing to do again with the movie we just reviewed a few weeks ago. But we're so overdue for a Flash game. Flash is such a good character, and he has such a good rogue yeah. gallery. I, and who, Sonic's big. Let me be man Sonic. Let me run really fast. So like, <laughs> come on, man. Um, yeah, and the things the you traversal do- in that game, like I, like I don't know who's making it or yeah. what they would do with it or anything, but the traversal has to be awesome. It does. It absolutely yeah. does. And like that, I, I would love to play it. And like even a lot um, on a different, whole different like spectrum here. A Green Lantern game where he's literally able to make anything with his ring. If you really delve into what that could mean, like on a game dev um, level, like you can make something really cool with that, I think. And I really think the most different thing that we've got from them is Injustice, right? Like yeah. Aside yeah. From the Batman games, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very um, true. Which is, which is a very cool way of approaching it. Um, it is. I, I, li- I like those games a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. To get some variety out here would be a dream for it sure. Would. And just it, to get people more engaged, like DC has such good heroes out there, bro. They do. Like, yeah, they there's do. a lot of so much potential. And, uh, I think James Gunn actually announced that with, movies there's also going to be games involved with all of this other stuff like and it's all supposed to be tied into each other yes right right Um, but we don't know where the games start with all that (laughs) and and you know right now it's just an idea motherfucking just got the job but it's going to be interesting to see where that stuff goes to and and i completely agree i i can't wait to see how that crystallizes um james gunn has worked on a video game before lollipop chainsaw look it up if you know what that is um it has is, like a cult following kind it of. It does. It absolutely yeah. does. Um, it actually got a a full remake, I believe, last year. But um, I I can't wait to see what he does with it and where that goes. Yeah. But just to um, say, props to Marvel for going in a really strong direction with their games. So moving right <laughs> along, Banishers: Ghost of New Eden. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't can't make this up um we this is a, a new game by don't nod um i think it was just announced last year now that i'm thinking about it i think it was a game awards announcement i think because i think we, we watched this announcement uh, together yes yes we did yeah um which mm-hmm. actually is like 
Wow. And it's coming. It, it is coming out. The big, the big reason I'm bringing it up here is it's coming out this November, November 7th. Um, and I believe we also got another look at it recently. Yeah. It had a, it had a new trailer come out with the announcement. Right. Right. And I'm looking very much forward to this game. I don't know when I can play it. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Spider-Man comes out in October. Like, and that's not, it's going to be double the size of the New York we had before. I don't, I don't know what yeah, to do. Yeah, it's going to be a lot, bro. It's that's a lot. It's going to be a lot. And I'm not even yeah. talking about the big crux for me, which is Starfield. Um, but like, it's, <laughs> it is, it's a lot, but it's, it's like the best problem to have. And like, just cause you don't pick something that's up day cool. one, it's, it's great to be like, okay, I have money now. I have time now. Let's go take a look at this. But oh, for it, sure, man. It yeah. is a game by Don't Nod, the developers of a little franchise I'm a fan of, Life is Strange. Um, and it's so different. There, there's you, you can see in the trailer that like there's a lot of choice-driven stuff, but like just the setting of it <laughs> and everything. Um I I think your first game with um Sucker Punch was Ghost of Tsushima. Is that correct, Ernest? At uh, least from thinking so. about it? okay. Yeah. Um, because I know you've asked me about infamous and what I thought about them. That's right. So this is very much like that for me because they went from making these superhero games that were in the big city to just being like, we're gonna go full Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like what this is, because you do have like I'm not saying he's a he's a swordsman. You do have a swordsman here. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking to spirits and whatnot, and stuff ensues and it does seem like that's going to be somewhat of a cycle here talking to those that have departed and whatnot um i'm very look very much looking forward to this not just because yeah. of the don't nod attachment but like you love we talk about wanting directors to do different things i love it when a studio does it too it's a little harder um because games is very much a not to say movies isn't but the business aspect of gaming is so big that sometimes right. developers just can't do like you, you brought it up earlier um actually with like sometimes developers don't even fully get to make the games they want right um because shareholder power is a huge thing and that's why we get a call of duty every year yeah. <laughs> and because people keep buying them that's why but, we got to hit it big baby that's why we got to win this powerball dog yeah dude yeah yeah we're gonna big. buy shares and just control the gaming world me and you oh man so many shoes we have to get so many shares it's but if lot, we can do yeah. it i'm fucking we there, need man. two powerballs <laughs> i will ask i'm gonna more. ask him nicely um i'm gonna ask if i can i'm gonna be like hey bill can i have microsoft nye oh okay <laughs> not bill nye bill okay Gates. um i'd just be like hey man um come please. on bud. you're good come on <laughs> come on <laughs> I know, you know Big Papa Pump. I know Big Papa Pump. Make it happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> this year. I'm but, over there. <laughs> oh, man. Might as well move on to it. Um, <laughs> the last thing I have here, which is leading us into our full review of Diablo. Diablo. Is Diablo 4 has not only announced, when I wrote this down, it was announced, but it did start, I believe, today. because I got the update. Yeah. yeah, Blizzard does everything yeah. on Tuesdays. Like it's the reset of Overwatch. It's, it's all that shit. Right. Um, Season of the Malignant has begun, and that it, it is like it, it's not exactly like your seasonal stuff from the previous Diablo. Again, we have a different mm -hmm. creative director. Um, uh, from my understanding, a good bit of a different team, which you can fully see when you play through this game. Um, it looks interesting. 
Uh, since we did just beat it, I'm not itching to go back immediately, but I love that the content's there and like there, there's skins and stuff you can get. There's stuff you can earn for playing. It is a huge incentive for starting a new character. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on Season of the Malignant? Uh, I think the last part there is one of the main points um, because what really, really has me itching to go back and play this is mm -hmm. that I do get to experience it through a new class. That's true. Know? Yeah. Um, because, okay, so like all together, and this goes into the overall review. Yeah. But um, this is our Diablo as a franchise, period, has some of the most replayability in the fucking game, bro. Yeah. Yep. Like all like all the way through, you look at anything and Diablo has so much replayability because you do have all those different classes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and and it just really changes that combat experience, because even though there is so much story and if you're doing side quests, there's so much content in this motherfucker is huge. Yeah. Um, it, you know, like it is just such a different experience, such a completely different experience, depending on what class you go through. Yep. Um, to where, you know, you look at some RPGs that have different classes and even if you're doing, you know, different types of combat, it could still feel like, oh, I'm just going through this game again. Yeah, you know, it's like, almost like a template, you know, like it's like, right, right. This is not a grenade, but it's acting. They as have a this move instead of this other yeah. move. But like with Diablo, it just feels so unique from one class to another that mm -hmm. it, it adds so much to it. So everything that they're adding on with the like them having seasons, period, is just such a great thing because it adds so much content and like you know a, a chance to have a unique experience yeah. on top of everything that you already have so very true yeah man i, I think it's great that they do this and i i like the way that they're going about it you know because um, yeah. even if um you know you're not dropping a bunch of money on it and stuff like a season pass like you could still go in there and enjoy the enjoy the experience absolutely um let me ask you this because i know you started one what was that second character you started it was a rogue okay um and i think that and that's the character that i want to start up with the season that's fair now okay yeah yeah so i'm just gonna discard that one that i started for like yeah. you know two hours and started up in the season so like mine because like that first night we got off i was like i need more um so i immediately so i have a deal i have mine was also a rogue um oh yeah that i got up to nice. level 20 something and um i think that's my I, that might be my favorite class i it is so fun there's so many different things you can do about it do with it um i've i've messed around which is another and we are in the full diablo talk here um yeah, yeah. that it's so easy just to respec your character try something else okay i don't want to do this respec it do do something else it's so good i, I fucking love that it's so easy yeah and at the same time, like while being so easy to manipulate and like change your experience, like real time, like between one fight and another, you could just completely rebuild your character, fight, try it out one time and then switch it back, you know, mm -hmm. but it didn't have like the forced feeling that Diablo three had, though, because uh -huh. with Diablo three, the way that they had the skills coming out, like it felt like every new thing in order for me to like really understand what was about to be going on. Like I had to equip it and do a couple of fights with it and stuff. And you have to do that in the same sense here, but I don't know. It just felt so 
it, it felt so different. It felt forced. Yeah. Like, oh man, I have to try a little bit of everything. But you being able to see the possibilities beforehand and respect the way that you do really gets you an idea of like the way that you want to play from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, just being able to change it on the fly like that and it being so accessible i should say yeah it's it's just so great man the way they did that it is it is and man i i love the rogue um i've tried because i was like really feeling like i need diablo in my life those first few times we got on um i was like maybe to avoid accidentally passing anybody in the story which i wouldn't have done i, I would have st- just stopped but like to avoid that situation at all i was like i'll re-download diablo 3 and I'll just play that. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. No hate to Diablo 3. But there is such a difference between oh, 3 right. and 4. Um, now, the what's probably, like for me, the most noticeable, um, and, but this is before going into even how they tell the story, which is this is a much more cinematic game as a whole. But like mm-hmm. the the art style, I do feel like three is a little more cartoony. Right. And I don't mean that as a negative. I mean it. It doesn't look bad. It's just it's no. It's now noticeable that four is out, and when you go back to three, it's like oh, <laughs> this is right, right. This but like even even in the menus and stuff like that, it's just yeah. a completely different. It oh, is man, way it's different such a hassle. Vibe. For me, I felt at least again, mm. my brain going back to three after just playing a good bit of four, going into three, I was like, man, this menu is a difficult to, to, to fucking navigate and like the skills yeah. and everything. It's like, oh, my actually, God, this is a chore. I actually found it very interesting that they went back more to like a Diablo 2 type menu. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah they they saw what they did that i think they i think a lot of this game was they saw how people reacted to three and they built off that yeah and and they were so they were genius for doing it because mm-hmm. i i'm honestly like this this was a great game it is it, it is, is a great it, it's continuing to be a great game and we're probably it's, gonna have yeah. it for a long time because like bear in mind like we're we're on final fantasy 16 um right. and like street fighter 6 this is just now diablo 4 <laughs> like it takes yeah. a while i, I uh, don't see i don't see the franchise going anywhere though anytime they anytime throw diablo on something it's going to sell and yeah. they've pretty much been giving us quality except from what i understand about the mobile game but that's just a big money trap, which so i'm glad whatever. you i'm glad you brought that up because i'm really mad because so speaking of the mobile game they got a new class and i didn't oh. when, I was, when i was reading this article because the class they got i was like dude i want to fucking try this because all i read is on the headline was like diablo game gets new class i was like bro i gotta let the guys like, know oh shit and it's a blood knight it's a knight that uses blood magic i'm like yeah. fuck yeah for, uh, for Diablo uh, Immortal, it's like, oh, you, you bastards! Wow. And like they could, they could bring it later. Um, I but I'm like, money. I bet it, it does. Yeah. Uh, for, so, for my understanding, like when they added the Necromancer to Diablo Three, because what we've played is the Immortal Edition, which had everything. Um, mm. Like that was a DLC you paid for. And I imagine if they add more classes to Diablo Four, it's going to also be something you pay for. Um, which I don't mind mm. doing that. But like in a mobile game that's already just yeah. geared around fucking taking your cat. Like, fuck you, man. 
Yeah, and my brother-in-law played it pretty fierce, and oh, yeah. he said, like, it, it was bullshit because I go out there and grind and grind, and then somebody that paid $1,000 or whatever would just come through and stop me. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, Pay to play. No... Or pay to yeah. win. That's, that's yeah. it, yeah. Um, and you hate to see that shit. And, like, Blizzard, uh, to be fair, it is a different – it is not the, – the makers of Diablo 4 did not make Diablo immortal. Like, they're, they're just different teams mm. under Blizzard. But right. – um it just, I, I hate that crap i hate that crap so much because i the idea of being able to play diablo on my phone uh I'm like that sounds pretty fun i can actually see yeah, it but like for sure if you gear it towards those predatory predatory impulses of just like we really need your money uh, it kills it immediately um but that is neither here nor there let's let's talk about diablo 4 i think we're both pretty big fans of this game yeah question earnest isn't i don't think you should have expected me to ask, but I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask it. Ernest, oh, where does this no rank pressure. amongst your games of the year so far? Oh, fuck you, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just going to drop that on me? Fucking <laughs> Oppenheimer over here. So, hey, I do you really want to know? <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Yeah. I didn't you make it. it. <laughs> but, I'm fairly certain I know you're number one. So, don't worry. Yeah. No, I'm not worried. Right, right now. <laughs> Right now, it's second for me. We have it in the same uh, spot with Jedi Survivor being right behind it. Um, oh I know you, and I know there's another game that you played this year that's probably above that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm wondering about yours because where's Breath? Uh, not Breath of the Wild. See, Tears it's the, the same game. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is still currently my number one. Okay, okay, understandably um, so. Yeah. Um, don't worry. Final Fantasy is in my top five. Don't. <laughs> it's, it's no, nah, bro. I understand. I understand. I, I love, know that. I know that Tears of the Kingdom is going to be a lot of people's go-to for that answer for it's understandable a, reasons. Yeah, you know? and I mean, like it's. But, and that's and, why I'm not saying like best game. I'm saying your favorite. Like your. Game. And I'll admit to some bias, but you also know me to call a Final Fantasy game out for, for not being good. So. Um, that's not true. I haven't heard you speak the truth about 16 even once. <laughs> well, I love that fucking game, bro. I, it's very I good. It. It's very yeah. good. Oh, no, no, can't, we can't do this. So I, it is a promise, especially since Justin's not able to do Barbenheimer with us, that j- we're going to do a Final Fantasy episode with Justin. We're waiting on him. Yeah. To fully get yeah, into yeah. that. So we will we will save more of that conversation for that time. Um, <laughs> but look at that. Diablo is both of our number twos. That is yes, that is something. That's huge. That is it huge. Is. And like I said before, I wasn't sure how excited I would be for this. Like I Diablo 3 didn't leave a wonderful taste in my mouth. I I had some expectations because mm-hmm. of the beta. Yeah. But um but even after that, I was oh, I still pleasant beta. pleasantly surprised. Yeah. For sure. And I tried to get um, the beta at least one day, but it was day 1 like literally. And like I just can I was in the queue and I was like, "Damn." And because Schlee made me skip past the cutscenes. <laughs> That's good. I mean, she was like, good. we're going to watch these with the homies. Just get past it. And and get to the they, gameplay. And, and I was talk. like, all right, bet. And then they both. Because I only had it for that last day that yeah. it was available. So I only got a small taste. She was like, we're going to watch these with the homies. Let's just. I don't. She probably didn't say that. <laughs> you know, yeah. she said it like that, but Canadian. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we're going to watch this with our friends, eh? And. <laughs> 
fucking um so we got straight to the gameplay and what our experience there was fun mm -hmm. but you know when it's us four especially bro it just enhances it so much um, it does except yeah. for one thing so there's oh. a point where we just oh. stopped doing side stories side missions yeah Right. And the reason I was so fine with that, because I was like, and they've said it repeatedly, it's too much content and not like in a hateful way, but like they talk through the story and stuff like that. And I'm not mm. saying I need to hear everybody's dialogue, but I want to try because there's some really good side quests in this game. There really, really is. And, and like, I was, yeah. I, uh, I, and then I got attacked, motherfuckers. Yep. I got attacked yep, yep. because I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just trying to listen to the dialogue. The and they were like, beast. you motherfucker. Yeah, the, that two-headed beast that we game with. I'm, um, the, I'm the worst. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, um, but yeah, man, the, the stories that we did that everybody slowed down for where it was like you couldn't fight how good that story was, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a whole side quest working with a demon possessed man. That's my that's my favorite one. That's great. Actually. And then yeah. there's one that I I, I kind of lean towards more as one of my favorites. And like, bear in mind, there's still tons we didn't do. Because we the last few times we got on, we just we just did main story, which I'm glad we did. Because <laughs> I wanted to know what's happening, and like obviously they were they were very over us doing every side quest. Um, but I love that side. There's a whole side mission where you find you're trying to find this woman's husband, and you find him chained out, fully skinned. Just oh yeah, talking about have all the pleasures he's experienced and wanting more, and then you fight the witch who did this to him, and she's he's like he's <laughs> always gonna be wanting more and he'll never be satiated. And I was like, oh my god, that's so fucking metal. Like I was like, it's oh my wild, god. bro. Yeah, man, the twisted minds that put these fucking stories together are beautiful. Yeah, you know, yeah. because they uh, like, oh man, like it's the intent and the performance as well like the yeah. performance of the intent the way that they put forth just that like nobody has I, i'm not gonna say nobody because there's some pretty good like hellish stories out there yeah. but at, at no point at like even the funny stuff that they throw in there just feels <laughs> yeah. so so dark it you does. know what i mean it and it's at, a lot in this game is just the most fucked up shit man yeah but it's what you expect from a like it's called Diablo that's, for like, sure like <laughs> you know for what sure. I mean like yes yes and they definitely but you know and that's a good thing to bring up here you know what you would not expect to not fight Diablo in a Diablo <laughs> game so I think everyone knows it's pretty much the poster child of this game Lilith is your pretty much main antagonist that you're dealing with here the majority of the game you're trying to track her down and you some really cool enemies you come across in that journey um fighting that dude's son my god but uh oh yeah um Fuck. and i i full disclosure i do have a list of potential awards that we're going to go at least for myself and I, i've encouraged Ernest to write some as well for like our game of the year awards and one mm -hmm. of them is favorite villain of the year and right now the only one i have under that well i actually have two i do have ganon from tears of the kingdom but also yeah. lilith from diablo 4 who is currently my favorite villain of the year amazing um, she's so good so fucking good because she's also not just out here just trying to just uh, plunge everything in the darkness like she does right. she 
wants to stop Diablo, which is very right. interesting. Um, and like, I kind of where I will fault the game a little bit. I do think I wish my character was a little more fleshed out, like the playable character, like mm-hmm. the voice acting and stuff is great. And there's some really cool stuff there. But like, I don't feel like there was enough question brought up because that's such an interesting idea that, hey, we're going after this person who is not necessarily trying to rule the like world. A lesser evil. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah. And yes, it's still um, like a very extreme, but. It just but, doesn't but feel like it's if, brought into the conversation enough. It's like a lesser evil, but if they succeed, it's still going to be very fucking bad for yeah. everybody. So let's yes. not choose this one either. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it, yeah, it is such an interesting thing. And I mean, we can't expect to have it in every game, but if we were to have a little bit of freedom of choice here mm. you know that uh, the possibilities would be know? huge it would be huge right but like right. even so like even if you don't do the choice aspect if you just have the characters go through because this game is not lacking for content if, not if it's all. not clear there's there's right. there's plenty main story and <laughs> so other too ones. much for some people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and that's without dlc um there's there's, I think there's just a really genuine way you could just write it in and have your character making their own decisions, questioning certain things. Like you could have had a whole subplot about like, well, you're all, you have some of her blood in you. Maybe you're being influenced by that. Oh my God, am I? Are any of the thoughts I'm having real? Existential crisis. Bam. Beautiful side quest right there. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm just saying there's multiple things you could do. And to be quite fair, especially with the way this game ends, it does. I do think we're alluding to more stuff coming. Of course, that's how Diablo three was. You get DLC, you get more content, more story stuff, um, and the you do kind of have a parting of ways with the character, and everything she says would lead you to believe, like, dude, some some stuff's coming after this game. Yes, man. And I don't know if they're setting it up for DLC or if they're setting it up for like Diablo five because it does seem like a pretty big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because Homegirl pretty much went with Mephesto, right? Mm-hmm. Am, am I understanding that correctly? And well, they're I mean, like, Mephesto is still had, in her stone. Right. Yeah. So she took off like with yeah. him. But like being led by the dog version of Mephesto. That, that <laughs> was not explained, but I think that right. is like an aspect of him where the true it, body was what was put in the stone. Because right, the wolf right. let the wolf led them to Mephesto's true body. Right. So and like... Then, I think we have to kind of decipher the visual storytelling here. And again, mm-hmm. these are like demonic gods. Like the, it's definitely in the realm of possibility that they're right. able to exist in two different places at once. And like the wolf never does anything. I don't think it's like necessarily powerful because right. nobody, like even our character does pull some shit that like, I think it just opens up some portals. That's, yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. Opens up portals. It's essentially like a furry walkie talkie. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's talking to you. Like it's, yeah, uh, it's essentially. And, it. and that same dog makes an appearance in Isle of Dogs. So. <laughs> For sure. Um, but that is. Uh, his best friend. That is Steve Blum, by the way. In the. Oh, hello. In Isle of Dogs? Mephesto. Oh, okay. 
I'm gotcha. sorry. That if I didn't I know. You off there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> in Isle of Dogs, I'm pretty sure it's not. I thought it was Harvey. No, Cole. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're good. In, um, uh, but I did not game. know that was his voice in that game. So there, yeah, we go. awesome. Man. I do love Steve Bloom. Always love to have him where we can have him. But the voice acting, just in general, throughout this game, man, like oh, everybody, oh, we got to yeah, do it. Um, and it's going to lead us right back to Final Fantasy, but that's okay. We're all that's why I was I was going to talk about Caroline Faber just doing a great a great job with no, Lilith, she sucks. but she was so. But bad. now, please continue. <laughs> it's a big year for Ralph Edison. Um, it is. He, bro. he played Sid. For, um, what is his full name? It's like Sid Il, something like that. I don't have it in front of me. Okay, okay. Sid's just a short for short. Yeah, it's Sid. Sidolphus. Uh, yeah. like, uh, there you go. I think that that's it. Yeah, there you go. Sidolphus. My little memory. <laughs> it just has that PS4 load time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we have him as Sidolphus or just Sid in Final Fantasy 16, as well as Lorath, um, a very prominent character here in Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. and both and all the respect to him very different performances and characters yes and he yes. kills it both you, ways you see some range here yeah absolutely and um to have those diverse performances and be able to i mean he hits you just as hard with one performance as the other yep um he yep, yep. he puts so much meaning to these characters man because his voice is i mean first is just so recognizable it is it's amazing but it's it, yeah amazing it's so unique voice. and it's, it sounds so cool he has such a cool fucking voice he does. and like but then for him to be able to perform perform the way that he does like in it's two games already where all around we had great voice acting mm-hmm. and he just stands out and shines you know what i mean yeah um yeah yeah, there's never a scene where he's overshadowed, bro. It, Absolutely. It's crazy. He's great. And like Lorath makes some questionable decisions. But like, <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. But like it all adds yeah. to the story. It all adds to him being like this broken character. And it's great. You literally pick him up out of like a pig pile. Bro. Yeah, dude. And he's drunk as yeah. shit. For good yeah. reason. He's depressed. He's a lot of things have happened. Bro, yes, yes. Um, and I mean, that's one thing about this game as well is that there is zero plot armor you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. for any of the characters that you come across like anybody can get it and everybody's gonna go through it yeah like this is a miserable world and make no mistake about it and they just stick to that so hard very rarely are there happy endings here very true it's crazy and like so something i've been looking at a lot lately um i've kind of known it like I, i've talked about it before that like there's a lot of aspects of like high fantasy that I've always struggled to get into um, Mm -hmm. with the exception of like things like the dark souls series. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a a big berserk fan. Um, That's more on the manga anime side. And I'm like, Oh, there's a whole, there's a whole title for this and it's called dark fantasy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And what is Diablo if not dark fantasy? And my God, does it deliver on just a lot of the things that I love to see. And granted, the one thing about Diablo, and I'm glad there's not a ton of these, because <laughs> there's different ways to do dark fantasy for sure. But Diablo's whole atmosphere is just like, dude, if you're here, you're going to have a bad life. <laughs> like, Absolutely. It's so yeah. depressing. It's so sad. It's just harsh. And it's great to see it in that game because it just shapes that world. And like, 
dude nobody gets a break <laughs> nobody gets a the angels even suck like fuck those guys like, um, bro, oh yeah yeah bro like um you ever see those memes that are like it, you have to live in the last world of the last game that you played yeah. or uh or like the last show that you watched or whatever mm -hmm. and i've seen a lot of people be like the last of us would be fucking terrible you know but like <laughs> What's worse than Diablo? What's worse than that? Diablo would be so much yeah. worse. You so literally fun. have these demons just overseeing everything. Angels <laughs> that exist not giving a shit about you. <laughs> like right. it's it's terrible. And you know what else? Like there, there's no Wi-Fi. Like it's horrible. It's so bad. <laughs> and there's no Wi-Fi. It's bro. so bad. And there's not a they chilies. don't even have video games. No video it's games, terrible. no chilies, oh no taco. No Bell, movies. No oh movies. My oh my god. Oh. You just live in no that life is storytelling, bro. They don't oh. get to this. That's oh. fucking terrible. Ay Dios mio. Um <laughs> <laughs> gotta hit him with it. But it's just such a dark and depressing world. I'm glad we don't like I'm glad Diablos aren't Call of Duties. Because I think that might just cause horrible depression amongst the fans. Because uh, it's such a heavy world to like experience, and I love it. I'm saying I love it, but it is definitely hefty, and like it's just not a very positive atmosphere for like anyone. Even Lilith, who is like thriving for the majority of this game, is still like up against odds of trying to do something she thinks is good while obviously being pretty terrible about doing it, but. Yeah. Ernest. I had to kick Kira out. <laughs> she just <laughs> boom, through the fucking door. God. It wasn't my mom though. Um, so okay. <laughs> well, for um, what it's worth, I prefer Kira. I can't go on, go on. I've never met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, man, um, there's there's so much with the story here. Like we talked about uh, last year, we talked about what makes what would make a game our game of the year, like yeah. what makes one game stand out uh, mm -hmm. like above the rest. And we talked about uh, filling in all the gaps, you know, yeah. not just focusing on gameplay and not yeah. just focusing on story and things like this. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely one of those games that have to be in that conversation because mm -hmm. they do just cover their bases so evenly. Um, and while it, while it's like evenly, it's still a very high level. So yeah, like it's just a high level in all aspects here because from gameplay to accessibility to story to performance like this shit has been really fucking awesome every once in a while we run into like a server issue shit like that like yeah Justin just be humping in the air like, <laughs> that was hilarious oh my god bro. i'm so glad the progress saved uh, for him but yeah but like overall the development from the last one and because we played two as well we've played three of these now yeah. Um, which I think Diablo one, unless it gets remastered at some point, like I don't know if it's we ever go PC. back that far. Yeah. Right. Um, so like it, it this is definitely the best experience that I've mm -hmm. had with it. And I think that it's because a lot of it like it was a lot, it feels like they focused more on making the good things better mm -hmm. than like reinventing the wheel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's not necessarily anything like super innovative in this game. They just yeah. did everything at a very high level. Mm -hmm. You know? 
yeah i think i think that's a good way to put it um and like you don't have to have like you shouldn't expect every game to reinvent the wheel it, right that's not how it works sometimes uh, you just want them to do it really well and that's yeah what they did. or just yeah. simply just try something else like final fantasy 16 i wouldn't say reinvented the wheel but it definitely right. went for a it, it tried something very different for that franchise and mm-hmm. i would say it definitely i for my money and i i, I think if very clear for yours as well it absolutely struck it was great it was a little bit it was great. yeah yeah no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that is to say, everyone should just literally copy the Devil May Cry formula. Um, but no, it's fine. Um, but really, a, a highlight for me, and I, I'm sorry if you touched on it before, but mm. the, just the score, bro. I did not. It, I did not. It is 100% one of the best of the year. Absolutely. So, like, yeah. I, I know, and to be fair, you texted this to me, I think, the night you beat the game and i i was right there with you i didn't have and i couldn't think of anything because we hadn't been on the game in a minute that you're I, like, I said nothing even comes close to final fantasy final fantasy score. score yeah and to right. be fair at that point like i said i have a list of potential awards for the end of the year all mm-hmm. i had was final fantasy 16 underscore absolutely and then we hopped on uh diablo for two nights in a row and especially uh when lilith comes out because she has like a theme <laughs> um and especially during that final boss fight i was just like Oh, I'm gonna add this to the fucking list, dude. This is fucking good. It the is night so that we, the night that we beat it, is when I put it on my list. Yeah. So I waited till the end of it, but I'm right there with you, though. It's bro. so good. Like, yeah, it's so for good. Sure. And like, funny enough, they're both like fantasy, uh, like scores. But like the, it, it's so ah, it's so. I'm thinking. But they right just now. they nail yeah, the vibe every oh, yeah. fucking time, bro. Yeah. And they make it feel so epic in in already epic situations, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, it doesn't overshadow the the scene at all, but it, and it only adds to it. it, it it's fantastic. Absolutely, sure. I'm right there with you. Um, I love this game. It's it's pro- it might be one of my bigger surprises of the year for me. Not I knew it was going to be big amongst fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just and but I wasn't, you liked it more than you thought you were going to. I loved it more than I thought I was going to. Like that first day, day one, I was like, oh. Okay, because literally they do something that they don't do in the other Diablo games. You get full cutscenes, bro. You get full cutscenes, and um, it just you don't. It sounds like such a small thing to add because again, we talked about not reinventing the wheel. Cutscenes exist in other games, but like it adds so much to the way this story is told. And they go so fucking hard with. They them. do. They like, do. Wow. Wow. And you get a lot of them that are like, because I, I think it's after you finish each act, there's like kind of like a spiel you get from Innocen, um, mm-hmm. where you hear Lorath talking about like, oh, the things are terrible, blah, blah, blah. I sound more like And <laughs> but... now things suck even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't done anything to help, but I'm going to keep the horse from the this from the player until the end of the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they're so good. And his narration for any of those are uh, just adds to it there's also yeah. great score playing throughout all of that. Um, I didn't intend to lead to this into this, but another complaint I would absolutely have. If you're going to have mounts, have them earlier. That's that's yeah. it. That's like, because I want to explore. Um, and it, unfortunately, in our group, the horse is kind of spurred on. Like, it's a good thing we beat the game when we did. Our friendship could have ended. Um, uh, but yeah. 
I think getting a mount right in a game is more difficult than I ever gave it credit for. That's fair. Because I think I've had more mounts that I wasn't a fan of than mounts that I was. Yeah. Like Red Dead and shit like that. Oh, Red Dead probably did it the fucking best. Oh, uh, um, I thought you were going <laughs> to say that they did it poorly. I was like, how no, dare you? No, they probably did it the best, bro. Uh, I'm sorry, girl. Mostly followed by, uh, by Ghost. Okay. Uh, I liked both of those. Even That's though fair. the Red Dead horse just like fucking falls off a cliff once in a while or like stumbles <laughs> on a rock or hits a You know, tree. sometimes that's your fault. Don't act like it's but, just the horse. But, and that's the thing is like uh, you have to like ride that horse. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. like if you're doing it right, you get places. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in Final Fantasy, it's my one it, it's my one complaint that I could think of off the top of my head uh-huh. is um is that mount, bro. Like, I mean, I, I love a chocobo. I love riding the chocobo, yeah. but it it always felt like it wasn't the right time to ride it. <laughs> I, I actually and, greatly agree with you. <laughs> and for for what we had in this game, it was nice because Justin initially wanted to like let's get to the next place, you know. Yeah. Um, and for that, it it works perfect if you want to run through the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the way that I would play on my own um i'd be i'd jump off it every fucking 10 seconds yeah and then yeah. and then i gotta wait to call it back and shit like oh it's stupid <laughs> you know? oh, is there a cooldown uh, for summoning them out uh yeah it's not long i'm just oh, okay. a bitch. well yeah. i was gonna say I mean, <laughs> we've, we keep touching on it it just happens um because that was my complaint about the final fantasy 16 chocobo like mm-hmm. it feels like it's i'm waiting on a ps because it's this whole motion to get off of it to summon it yes. to get back on it and then to go back and forth, it just it felt cl- I, I, clunky is the only the first word that comes to mind with that. And I'm talking and it's about not specifically until a later chapter that you get yeah. once again. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, by that time you're you just fucking and it's not even and it's not even <laughs> it's not even that fast. Right. I just right. want to put that out there. I think when you get the little yeah thing, like it goes, I it, think it's that's almost fasting. just as fast as. But that's like ro- <laughs> that's that's like rolling a dice, dude. To be like, fair, Clive's like a fucking superhero, but again, <laughs> we'll save. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll fair, fair, very fair. We'll, we will but, save that. Um, but yes, I I thought the mount was fine. I'd probably use it. Um, and apparently, unlocking it in your first playthrough, it should be unlocked for other characters. If I'm understanding. Oh, that that's correctly. wonderful. Okay, um, that's great. Which is great. It's just. Actually, I'm going to take my complaint back because if we had gotten those horses sooner, we may have never beaten the fucking game. I don't know if we would ever hit level 50 in our group specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't know. Sometimes it's tough to get them to stop and fight. It like. is. It is. <laughs> Dude, I was losing will, my... Yeah. Motherfuckers will leave you they in will. this party, bro. They absolutely we're, will. We're so close. We're so together. We love each other so much. And at the same time, <laughs> sometimes I think they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Because like literally, I dude, I was losing my shit because I was like, okay, it's kind of like a decided thing. We're not doing side quests right now. We're just focusing on main story. And then like I spawned over where the main story is taking us. He's like, hold on, Chris. There's there's the side mission pickup. There's a here. side mission. And I was like, here. bro, are we, gonna, are we gonna fucking do it? And he's like getting mad that I'm yelling at him. And then I'm like mad that he's yelling back at me. And it's just like ah. Yeah, we beat it. We're very much a family. (laughs) We beat it. We're good. I mean, I need you to watch the bear so I can compare that to something that you need to see. Um, there's a definitely tense family moment in that that just made me your statement made me think of. I'm like, oh man, that's us. Um, but it is a great game. It is a great game. 
and I'm glad we had, it's great that it is multiplayer. Um, we don't have a lot of these four player multiplayer games that like have depth to them and like a story you actually want to pay attention to and enjoy. Um, and then the added in sprinkled content of just these hundreds of side quests and like, it's kind of a cool thing. And I accepted it this way when we kind of stopped doing it. Like, it's kind of cool that we didn't do all the side quests together because that's just more content to go and go back and enjoy later. A hundred percent. And yeah. and I think it's another great, um, another great thing about the season. Yeah. Uh, season of the malignant for this one. There's so much but, to look forward um, to. It, it is because like starting up a new character, having incentives to start up that new character and then still having all that content that you haven't experienced already mm-hmm. is such a fucking treat. It is. It is. It is. It is. Um, but Ernest, I, I want to end this conversation with a little segue. And if you got more thoughts, we can sprinkle them into this. Cause it's, it's something I've been thinking of. Yeah. So the way, and then going off of game of the year standards, I mean, sorry, video game award standards. Like they have okay. a number of slots. They right. a lot. So they have six nominees, assuming they don't add more this year, um, going off of right. last year, for Game of the Year. I'm going to read you the ones that I think are shoe-ins. You tell me if you think this is correct before I go on to my question for you. Okay. Um, I think the shoe-ins are Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and, th- and this is the one little caveat here, assuming it is what it appears to be, Starfield. The game is not out yet, so I mean, it would be the oh, biggest man. travesty in history. But if, if it ended up being shit, I, it, it's shit. Um, yeah, but, I thought you were gonna say Spider Man. So hold on. So this is again, this isn't filling up every spot. Um, right. It is yeah. worth noting that the first Spider Man <laughs> did not get nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that same year, a game that had a terrible launch that we love did, which is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Hey um so game. sometimes things just you don't you don't know how they're gonna go uh, right right yeah but we have two for but do you what do you think of what i've said so far those four uh, i mean those four uh, absolutely okay yeah, it's hard to take those away yeah. from any one of those heavy hitters heavy hitters for sure for sure so that leaves yeah. two free spots here <laughs> shit um and i'll give you the ones i have listed here and i've added to this as i've been thinking like Oh my God, this is coming out. This is coming out. This is coming out. And like being like, oh, this might be a contender. So I'm going to just list you the ones that I'm like, these are the biggest maybes. Literally how I have it listed. Spider-Man 2. Right. Armored Core 6. Correct. That's one that I was thinking of. Jedi Survivor. Mm -hmm. It's on my list right now. Okay. Um, This, these other ones are not out yet. Oh, well, some of these aren't. Um, I will... I'm just going to say it without explaining it. I do think Super Mario Brothers Wonder is a possibility. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Alan Wake 2, that that fan base is definitely clamoring for its return. We got to see how it goes. Right, right. And Mortal depending on Com- how they do it. Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6, and the one I added literally yesterday, because I've just been seeing so much on this game that it looks so impressive, and that is Baldur's Gate 3 right yes okay um <laughs> I, I, 
it, so I, I think you're feeling what I'm feeling. Like it's it that, seems like yeah. it would be, it would seem like it's a stressful thing to put these up here. And of course, the great thing is it's not our job to do that. Like the, the game yes, awards will do yes. that. We just um, and sit of course back we'll have and enjoy it and complain. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like I think so many of these are contenders, and of course, a lot of these we have to wait and see. Um right. there's a I, I Mario is huge. I, I we'll see how Wonder actually performs, of course um i don't know the history of like if a fighting game would be up for best game i i think aside from i don't want to say it's like the horror genre because uh-huh. there's there's only so many awards out there that are given like for best horror or yeah. whatever you know yeah um but like and and we at the very least at the at the gaming awards have like best fighter you know yeah so they're getting a bit more recognition but from what i've seen and what i remember you don't see fighting games up there too often and okay. i think that's one of the reasons that they ended up giving them a whole award of off to the side you know? okay okay but like we've talked about with the oscars you can be up mm-hmm. for best animated picture and also be up for best picture for sure yeah so you can be a um, cat and make it up there so <laughs> you definitely can look at you uh, boots <laughs> and boots. I, I, I just wanted to add that in i know you talk about story uh, it's out of the First of all, do you have anything to add to this list? Oh man, off the top of my head, yeah, Armored Core was the one I I thought yeah. you might leave off that I was gonna throw. Oh no, there. Um, you put FromSoft's name on anything, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's gonna be a contender, right? Absolutely, and the way it looks too is just yeah, for sure. Bro, I'm so the quality has already been shown, but yeah, yeah, it's prestige. Um, but uh, you didn't mention anything that um, I don't have on my list okay um so um, i'm thinking around the same uh there's always a chance that you know one of these indies pops up and just goes fucking hard i was um, dude i was struggling because i was like is there going to be a stray this year or is right there gonna be right. a stray this year and like there's definitely indies that are being pu- like i'm not published they're all being published that's how they come out um talked about like they're like, being promoted. Sorry, that's like Chia. Chia fucked up my expectation. I mean, um, Stray fucked up my expectations for <laughs> Chia. I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this is gonna be the Stray of the year, and it was cool, but like, it wasn't Stray or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel you. Um, and like, so I was like, oh man, like the PlayStation indie that they're going to push. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, so yeah it's tough and you never know where they might pop up because every once in a while we get like a fucking gris or something like something <laughs> very, true. Um, very true and and so, the these are so hard to predict so like i i imagine those are just gonna be like we have to wait and see but what were you gonna say right and then we have uh uh remind me of the banshee game the ghosts oh of, that's um, right because when i made this list that that wasn't announced to be coming out this year right um, Bans- banshees of new eden very possible and, uh, that's a so new there's IP. games like this there's there's a good yeah there's yeah. there's a lot coming out that's that we don't know exactly where for spoke i'm just kidding though but yeah <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn, oh, man. Man. <laughs> uh but no nah, but daughter but uh <laughs> stupid but uh oh tom hanks in that get up (laughs) so um but no no i i I think we're pretty much on the same page and looking at a lot of the same game it's so exciting and like i got really excited because everything i've seen about Baldur's gate 3 is blowing my mind um and i hate that it's coming out in august because i'm like i don't think i can grab that (laughs) um you know yeah um 
uh, Pillars of Eternity plays like uh, Baldur's Gate, and I had downloaded it and started trying it. Yeah, and um, and I I, I think I want to go back. So I just want like a like that D and D experience or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I but I put it. I always fuck myself over. Like when I play like a Fire Emblem game or something, I put it on hardcore because oh, people man. told me to. Yeah, and then people told me to put um like those games on like the live action type thing where it's like not turn-based <laughs> you know oh, and i'm like yeah. and i have the worst like oh just the worst time trying to stay alive yeah so uh, <laughs> so <laughs> i'm bad at those games in that way um but i need to go back and try like turn-based for that stuff but and then, yeah like, boulder's gate and from what i hear like the stories are just insane the campaigns and, that yeah insane. like it's supposed to be like hundreds of hours long there's endless choices and like like there's actual like real choice yeah like you can choose to like sleep with almost anyone like i'm sure i i feel like i tagged you in it or i the sent it to you because and... you are the bear in our group um talking about <laughs> right. talking specifically about you being the druid um you can have sex with a druid in while they're in bear form and like, that's just one of the possibilities that is one of the things just, of course it's gained a like, lot of traction but it's it yeah yeah like, bro like it, it's wild limitless uh, for sure seemingly. you thought mass effect was crazy yeah shit. and that's still shit. crazy because that shit came out on 360 man 360 ps3 mm. it, is, it is crazy those are some of the most meaningful relationships i've had in games too but, but let me ask you this ernest <laughs> out of the list i've given you what would you fill the final two slots for game of the year for going off of just the list we have here and your expectations or experience with them? I can read the list um, off again. I, um, I think, no, I got okay, it. Okay. Um, I, I really expect to see Spider-Man up there this time. Okay. okay. Um, Cause I don't think miles got nominated either. It did not. No. Um, and I think that, uh, for it to be such a good title and damn near unanimous, unanimously loved, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I think if if they do even a little bit of their job, because you see the scale that this is on, it looks yeah. like the story is going to have like very high stakes. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine some Miles Miles versus Peter type shit in Hour here two. at yep. some point. Um, fucking. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think it has the formula there to be a real fucking contender. Okay. And then um, my like question mark exclamation mark <laughs> of the year is um, Armored Core. Okay. Uh, I I I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Story wise. Yeah. You know, and how that's going to work into it. And like I said. Mm-hmm for a game of the year i want at least a little bit of everything okay um, they would if if it is just combat and customization that they're that they're like putting forth and then there's also kind of a story that maybe you have to read like items for and stuff yeah the, the dark souls <laughs> um, way yeah yeah i at least need a elden ring um okay level story you know what I mean? some... not saying that that's not elden ring isn't has awesome lore yeah. Um, but well, at like least get, like lower available to me or something like, like yeah, yeah man yeah yeah give me some give me some purpose you know what okay. i mean that's fair. um so if they come with that then i think that because it, it looks like the customization and the combat are going to be top notch yeah for sure um so i'm i'm very much looking forward to it and i think it ends up achieving expectations and making mm. it up on there okay yeah. well, let me ask you to you this way 
Um, just because you, you did a really good job of explaining what you're hoping for Armored Core 6. Say mm-hmm. it doesn't deliver on the story you're kind of hoping for. What would be your placeholder? What would be what what else would you give that slot to? Oh man. Um uh, okay, now I need you to tell me. Okay, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. Um Jedi Survivor. Super Mario. Oh, Brothers. Jedi Survivor. Okay. Yeah. I have it on my list already. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I potentially see Spider-Man and Armored Core taking over that spot at okay. some point. Okay. I gotta say, um, I'm definitely agreeing with you on the Spider-Man too. Armored Core, for what you just said, is why I'm like, because I think the story does have to be there for it to really hit home. Right, right. Especially this year. Yeah. You know, like there's, just there's so many good stories because everywhere. of the competition. Like yeah. you're you're going to have to come with all of it because Absolutely. these games that we've mentioned so far that are shoe ins not only come with story but everything else along with it. Mm-hmm. Just the total experience Absolutely. is what's really high value and what gets you on this list for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, yeah. Um, that right now that from what i've played so far it's most definitely up there um, okay top three for me um because oh, that was such a good fucking time man it gave me so just thinking about it right now it gives me so many feelings i love it it's a great game no, it's a great game <laughs> and, absolutely uh, yeah and um but god damn this competition this year it's, it's a big year nuts. it's a big year yeah. i'm look. i'm very much i'm very excited <laughs> we were looking at it at the beginning yeah i you remember when we just listed the first three months and what we yeah, were looking dude. forward to. Oh my God, oh, bro. Man. Like we had no we idea had what was so behind those three months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was there was so many that just fell off in there. Like you traded yeah. it in um one piece and stuff, you know? Like yeah. <laughs> very yeah. shortly. <laughs> um but you know, but also in there was just so many bangers and we still have a list like of that density for the rest of the year. Like yeah. it has not teared off at all. We still not have lives of P coming up. We don't know yep. how that's going to end up. We still that, have... So that's my thing. So here's my thing. Um, Cause that is an indie game. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Oh, you think that might end up as of right indie. now. Mm. Again, there's just so much about there. It's almost impossible to like know every indie that's out immediately. Right. Like you'll, you'll hear right. about the big ones when they hit. Um. But and then because you right always now, get to the one. end of the year and you're like, what fucking game is that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, but like as of right now, that's the one I'm like, this might be if I had to pick one um from the ones I know are coming this year, that would be the one I would pick for like maybe I, the upper game of the year. I don't know. Uh, you know, now that we're talking about it, I think it might be a dark horse depending on how it's delivered. Very true. You know, because I, I I fucked with the gameplay and it's great. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, that's um, right. You touched the just, demo. That's right. Yeah, just the little bit that you get in the demo is is really cool, and you see how it's going to lead to like pretty cool shit, you know? Yeah, man. Um, in the demo, it just got to a point where I was getting my ass whooped, and I would have had to grind to beat that boss. Um, yeah, and I and wasn't about to do that on a demo. I, I was but, just about to say that's something you'd want to do for a full game. Uh, exactly, game. exactly. Which um, is very, fair. but. But I did enjoy the experience and the aesthetic on there. So, nice. um, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a dark horse for it, but also that definitely going to be in talks for a game of the year for it. Yeah, and luckily, yeah. luckily, um, the Game Awards do have an award for best indie. 
Yeah. Um, so like it's, it's we're plenty of t- plenty of plenty of room to celebrate it. Um, I guess we'll we'll just see if there's a new cat to come out of this year's bag, if you will. <laughs> um, but with that, <laughs> that was good. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, a lot better than the game. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now um, that is to say, we have had so many good games already come out. So many still coming. And it's just it's just a good year to cover games, man, and and to play them, of course, obviously. Um, but I'm so looking forward to our award show at the end of the year for games. Um, yeah, I'm definitely planning on that to be more of like a bigger thing than we did last year to expand upon what we did, as well as go over the game awards that we watch. And because I keep, I'm a big fan of Keeley. He's living the dream. He's I, doing good things, man. He is. He sure. is. He literally. Yeah. Like he runs summer game fest in the summer. He runs game awards in December. And this year, I think it started last year. He has a traveling orchestra of the bet that performs music from the game of the year nominees from the year prior. Like dude, dude's doing great. And oh, and what, there's the flute dude. Yeah. The, the yeah. flute can't forget him. Yeah, forget him. fuck yeah. And oh, man, I'll never forget that man. And he's buddies with Hideo Kojima. Um, Which is always a good thing. Yeah. It's a great thing. I mean, so is Del Toro. Come on. Um, but Ernest, before we head out of here, any final thoughts on Game of the Year conversation, Diablo, whatever? What do you got? Um, Diablo, I mean, you could tell from everything that we've said here. It's a great game. It's, it's a great game. Even it's if fantastic. it doesn't end up winning Game of the Year, like there's no taking anything away from that. That's shit. a whole, you know um, what? I'm glad you said that. Whole nother question. <laughs> we were talking about the yeah. nominees. I don't know if you had asked me at the beginning of the year who I would assume would be the winner at what I might, I would have said Tears of the Kingdom. And I do still think popularity wise, it might have this, the stronghold, but I do not think it's a guarantee that they would win. I don't know who would. Um, I, I've seen a, a lot of, like mid things about it not Mm -hmm. mid things but uh, that might be too harsh but Mm -hmm. like people are just feeling mid about it because (laughs) like it's just it's it's breath of the wild but with like a couple other features and then they told a different story right so like it just there is innovation but not enough to make it like a completely different experience well that might be true that's what i heard that's fine um, because but, I mean I've also heard plenty of people say that this is the worst Final Fantasy to come out. But what people say doesn't matter, right? <laughs> and you can and you can also apply that to like Diablo because yeah. again they didn't reinvent the wheel; they just yeah. did things a little bit better, you know. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's a difficult conversation, especially mm-hmm. with me being on the outside of that. Um, and I understand that, and I didn't. Yeah. So like I did bring that up just to say I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is the shoe in. Like I right. I, I, I did think. It, just because I do think there's just so much competition. There um, is a lot of competition, but out of that competition at the same time, mechanically, it is the game that does the most. I will still say that's why I think it is somewhat still a good mm-hmm. shot. Um, Cause we were talking about the li- unlimited choices with Baldur's gate three. It's imagine that, but gameplay, you can solve yeah. any puzzle, any, 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 which way I solved plenty of puzzles into the kingdom, definitely doing something really stupid in my own way. Cause I did not know how to solve a puzzle, but it let me. And I but love you that. do, you do know how to solve a puzzle because it let you, <laughs> but I solved it. <laughs> Once you take way. that away from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but that, it's a cool way. To, it, it's a cool thing 
about it mm-hmm. for it to have that level of freedom it's it's crazy um and, and for the record because i don't want to sound like i'm just gushing all over it it is still my game of the year but i personally would put breath of the wild over it because i am a story-based gamer and i like mm. the I've also said this before. I didn't mean this to come up. I'm a, I like being a sad boy, and the first game's a lot sadder. So yeah. <laughs> no, no. Chris likes to be like I said before, just a drug through the mud, bro. Just, it's a just. much more isolated experience. Whereas in this game, like there's people traveling around, having enterprises and stuff like that, and it's like, oh hey, you're living your life. Whereas in the first one, Link's just like, why are my friends dead? Um, but go on Ernest. I didn't I did yeah. not mean for this I did not mean for this to come up. No man and then for game of the year you know like it's just um it, it's it, it's stupid. It's stupid that <laughs> we make choices and give something the best when there's just so yeah. much great out there. And but it, at the that, same time yeah. I can't wait to fucking do it. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause laughs> so, it's fun. Um, I, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, man, and and that's that's the main thing about it is that it is so fun and trying to get my hands on as much of these like because we're fighting over like what's the best experience and we're so torn between it. Yeah. Like that's a treasure on its own. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like we are so lucky to get to experience all these different amazing things. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, Gaming is 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 better than ever. I think like even with all the remakes and remasters and the fucking politics of it and just, you know, whatever it's got, we, we are rich with opportunity in this industry and I am fucking loving it. Um, So I I can't wait to see who's going to come out on top at the end of the year uh, for the game awards, but for myself as well. For sure. Um, I, and I will also say um, I'm not, and I, I don't want to praise it too much. I'm just really excited for the what they've shown us. I'm not expecting Tears of the Kingdom to stay my game of the year. I have a really high hopes for, for Starfield. For Starfield? Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to get lost in space, man. Um, and if that game makes me cry, done deal. Uh, I was going to say, I think I think if it has heart, that's yeah. just going to make it jump up like, more than anything. Because there's Absolutely. obviously, again, a lot of freedom with gameplay and mm-hmm. that entire world from what they're telling us. So Absolutely. we'll see how they pull it off. And, I, and I'm, I'm honestly rooting for them because no one, well, maybe the people that literally only have an Xbox, but I don't <laughs> think the majority is expecting really like Xbox's first big exclusive in years to really make as big of an impact as it should. And I'm just saying, man, hey, don't forget that we're still feeling the effects of Skyrim. <laughs> I'm, this is the same I'm, team. I'm just being, I'm being tentative on it just because there's been so much going into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but if I, I'm so ready to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I feel you. I, feel I, I just don't want to build myself up to be broke down, baby. That's all it is. I feel you. The so, same thing happened to me when I hired it's a, scary. a podcast uh, co-host. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> now we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to wrap things up with what would it be? I'll wrap up. I don't know why I said it like that. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right. And we are back with this week's wrap up. Um, just where we talk about some of the things we've been playing, watching, just things we want to shout out that we couldn't necessarily make time for on our main show. 
Ernest, what are you nerding out over right now? Let All me right. In, let me into your brain. So I am a fucking mess, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I, I finished Final Fantasy 16 and oh, I just right. cannot, I cannot figure out what to do with myself, man. Like, I I don't know where to put it. And I've I've come across so many, like, interesting things that I am digging. But, like, I don't know. Like, there's this. And we've talked about it before. That, like, void that you feel after you finish something that you love. Yeah. You know, like, you know, when you get to the end of Harry Potter for the first time. Or fucking, you know, like, after Rogue One or fucking (laughs) whatever, you know. But, like, I just have this hole. And, like, there's, there's things that, like, temporarily feel it. Feel it. But then it, I just, it's hard to continue. <laughs> yeah. um, like, because I have been playing uh, Judgment, mm-hmm. uh, the the first one, because I believe there's another one that came yes. out. Yes, Lost right. Judgment. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been playing Judgment, and man, it's such a good fucking time. Like, it is such a good story, and the gameplay is fun enough to get me through, you know, but man, that story is fucking good. Yeah. Um, just... It, it i'm really getting the feeling because this is the second like yakuza or like a dragon game that i've played um and it's it, it's just convinced me that like regardless of what i touch there i'm going to get like some meaningful shit that i'm going yeah. to care about you know um but i've also been hopping back and forth on 2k because i am one hour away from finishing my audiobook and you know i love to 2k an audiobook so um <laughs> Yeah, uh, of Killers and Kings Mm. is the last uh, in the uh, Shadow and Sea Mm -hmm. series. Um, And then I will be very near, I'll be one book away from finishing all of Will White's works up to current. Um, So yeah, he started a new series that I'm going to get into. um, And I'm driving Jace on Saturday. Yeah, And I imagine the majority of that, he's going to be asleep. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, so on the way over there, on the way back, I'm gonna begin that new one. I'm really looking nice. forward to that. Um a lot of fucking black clover, man. Been yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Clover. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um it uh is it's awesome. I fucking love it. I, yeah. I think it's a little bit enhanced too, because I get to sit there with with my son. Yeah. and like share that shit with him and just sharing an anime with him is like one of my fucking favorite things in the whole world yeah um because i again i always thought it was going to be video games that we bonded over um we like different stuff though yeah. and that's okay because we have anime <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome man um but i did uh i caught up on righteous gemstones noise so I'm current on that now. And if you haven't checked it out, uh, first of all, uh, Danny McBride is funny as fucking everything that he does. Uh, but it's just so nice to have John Goodman on screen. He is wonderful. I love yeah. him so much. And I highly recommend Righteous Gemstones. If you're looking for a good laugh that um, it'll it'll like sneak up on you and make you care. Mm-hmm. while you're laughing you know it's great yeah. um i watched the new uh tom segura sledgehammer highly recommend it it's very funny mm-hmm. and i also touched um final fantasy 10 that's what i'm gonna end this with um, oh okay. i hopped over just for a little bit um yeah. and i'm gonna poke i'm gonna poke in and out of that one as i continue to uh just because i need a little bit more final fantasy but um 
yeah i i still love it just hearing the song start up when you get to the fucking menus it's it just had all these memories rush back i love it but um i almost kind of want to compare it to 16 to see how i feel about it like on the ranking i I didn't want to go back to seven because it's almost it's too far yeah you know like it's so far back it's just so different um but yeah so i'm touching 10 a little bit i'll let you know how it goes okay okay um man you did nothing but list bad final fantasy games uh but let's move right (laughs) on um so i'm kind of the same i when i beat final fantasy 16 i really didn't know what i was going to do i started on night on fire emblem engaged new fire emblem game that came out earlier this year and it is quite enjoyable it didn't hit me quite as hard as um three houses houses. did because that i love this way that story works and just the it has so much replayability I love the whole student aspect and you really get like, I got to the point where I was like, Oh, my kids, my kids are so good. And yeah. like one of my kids dodges something that like, cause it's kind of like a random thing that they can dodge certain attacks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's my boy right there. <laughs> and then somebody else gets hit. I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. You're better than this. <laughs> and see, that's why Justin told me to play that with in the mm. survival mode or whatever mm. it was called where people yeah. like die off because it adds that much more to it and i i, I imagine but, it does but if you get to the point because bear in mind the person who told you to do that justin didn't beat it because he did that to himself <laughs> if, it, if it causes you to not beat the game don't do it and uh, yeah. that's not a criticism to you you were listening to the fire emblem expert of our group you right yeah no don't blame me at all (laughs) i got to be the third the second person to borrow it and be like i'm not gonna do what ernest did (laughs) (laughs) don't i'm not gonna fucking listen to yeah 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 yeah. Uh, we all we all come to those points in our lives where we learn don't listen to justin love you justin Um, okay i'm just gonna know we love you (laughs) um but funny enough i ended up on something like i think it was a random thought I don't know when I was, when I put down engage for a little bit and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to go back to the Witcher three. I'm going to go back to the Witcher three, which I was upset about earlier this year. Cause I've restarted that game so many times. And then we got the PS five upgrade, which is free respect to that. Um, right. But to play the PS five version, it is a different save file. You have to start over again. I was like, no. Yeah. Um, and I've already restarted so many times. Yeah, too. dude. Yeah. And I, and the same big quest that I just was dreading so much. It's this whole quest where you save Dandelion. I I know every uh, part of it inside and out. I was just yeah. like, oh my God, I hate you, Dandelion. Right I thought now. you were going to talk about the baby. Oh no, I love that. The, with the Baron? It's so fucked, yeah. It is I so fucked. It. It's such a good story. Though. It is. <laughs> but I've been I, through it like four times. Already. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. And the funny thing is like, I didn't I didn't know if this was gonna stick. I played it for a day. I do think the combat's pretty dated. Um <laughs> but uh guess what? I beat it. <laughs> I beat Witcher 3 and I beat both of its DLCs, and it did Crazy. take me about 84 hours. But those 84 hours went by in like two days, y'all. Like he blazed. <laughs> it wasn't two days. Game. It was yeah. like a it was like a week and a half. But um and <laughs> yeah, to it's be fair, impossible. and when still- I when I hopped back onto the Witcher, I did have 20 hours in already. Mm. Like it's Still. I had 20 hours in. Oh, so maybe you could have. Anyway, it <laughs> he did it very fast. He blazed through that shit. Y'all. I didn't stop playing. Um, I did uh, for a little bit. I just tried to avoid doing the main stuff that I've already done over and over again. 
because there's all these side quests you can get distracted doing and it's really fun and stuff um and yeah and uh, maybe not to the same level but i would expect that they would be like some of the best side quests out there the way that oh dude even by were, today's standards yes um because That's cyberpunk i mean fuck you know yeah are, probably um, some of my favorite side quests ever so and, <laughs> very worth bringing up but like i would almost so i'm not going to say one's better than the other because they do they do side quests very differently mm-hmm. but something i experienced in witcher which is kind of like what i, I think a lot of people bring up witcher for its side quest for the sh- for sure um i went to a question mark on the map which can be anything from uh, like a little monster den that you just put a bomb in and then you've achieved the goal or right. it be somebody trying to find something that's lost. Um, I went to a question mark. There was a person asking me to help them find somebody. I was like, okay, let's go find this person. I helped them find that person. Um, they got killed. The person who hired me to do it uh, got killed by a bear. <laughs> oh. I killed said bear. People who liked the bear came up to me and attacked me because that it was their bear i killed them and then i ended up in jail and ended up with a whole <laughs> chain of side quests from that encounter it, it's wonderful and like yeah. yeah i was like is this still it feels going? so organic as you it go does it, huh? and literally yeah. like i hadn't been to this area that it took because they they wheel you off <laughs> um because i was like now i'm gonna kill these fucker it doesn't let you <laughs> it's uh very very good and now that is the most extreme example that i experienced the whole time but every like i felt the most random yeah that like uh-huh. i felt like i was just going through like a gray spot on a map that just led to a whole storybook um but almost every single one of those side quests is just has a like the characters have names um they the things they're asking you to do yeah you're going to be tracking a lot of monsters um mm-hmm. if you complain about that then i mean don't play the witcher he tracks the monsters. witcher's not for you bro <laughs> like, yeah, i was like <laughs> yeah. just don't dude yeah maybe also don't play monster hunter i don't know um but uh there they there's such a good gameplay loop um mm-hmm. which sounds weird when i'm talking because it's the combat that i don't like not necessarily the gameplay specifically because right. You, t- you kept bringing it up with judgment and like I think we talked about Ellen Warren randomly and I had this thought I was like oh wow Witcher's actually a really good detective game <laughs> yeah 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 as you go around interrogate people you can check blood stains and crime scenes and whatnot um you can use your Witcher senses to make people tell the truth to get a piece of information to add to dialogue with somebody else and they get pissed every time you do it though. not always if you do it to a solo person and nobody else is watching you're okay wow okay um if other people see you do it they will be like you're a witch burn (laughs) you motherfucker (laughs) um but that is to say like that game this game came out in 2017 and it's still incredible i i'm i was already a fan it it does kind of touch more along the lines of what i was saying with like what i like about diablo what i like berserk it is like a darker fantasy vibe um without being like unrelentingly depressing (laughs) there are still plenty of stories that rarely end up positive but the world itself is not some scalding hot texas nightmare um the world is beautiful like this is the fact that this is it's it's like a higher version of an hd remaster like i would i took a lot of pictures of landscapes i was like this game's gorgeous i can't believe it and like you'll find the spots in the base game that's like you know that 
that's a really weirdly rendered tree um <laughs> but then yeah. when you like literally the the blood and wine dlc which was the last dlc they released which i'm glad i looked this up if you do play the game last thing you should do playing the game is the blood and wine dlc it is definitely it is hard <laughs> it is fine I'll play it. <laughs> you should. You definitely should. And I know you want to I at some point. The, I should play The Witcher. Can we do an episode on it when I finish it? I would I would definitely be down for that. Okay. Absolutely. I'll, I'm going to start it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I will, I'm not going to hold me. you to it. I, I, want you, I want you to do it for sure. And I imagine it's going to be a lot more easy for you once you get past the stuff you've already played. Right. Um, yeah. But i'll give you a little like i said earlier if you can find side quests just fuck around with those because like like any art great rpg the game gives you the chance to become a god before going to do main quests but the blood and wine dlc is definitely in-game level it's it is quite difficult but it is very good as well um but yeah i i beat the witcher and i'm really like happy and relieved that's finally out of my backlog it's CD Projekt Red might be one, they are absolutely one of the best in the business right now. I'm so stoked for when they remaster. Um, well, it's, they're fully remaking it, the first Witcher game. Um, because there are a few things that I was like, I don't, I don't know who this person is, <laughs> but but Geralt seems to care about him. Um, but uh, it is very good. Also, if you beat the base Witcher game, um, before the Blood and Wine DLC, it does change the Blood and Wine ending. And the ending is is nice. I'll just say that. Oh, cool. It is very nice. Um, but yeah, and currently what I'm playing, I'm back on nice. Um, I keep wanting to say, so one of the programs at my last job was called Nice Engage. <laughs> oh, yeah, we use those motherfuckers too. Yeah, but like I keep wanting to say that instead of Fire Emblem Engage. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking programming. I don't know. Um, but I'm on nice Fire Emblem. For the most part, uh, it's not the greatest. Um, <laughs> but Fire Emblem is is something I'm going through slowly. I really like the combat. It's just the story hasn't really gotten me uh, as much as I wanted it to. So we'll see where I land if I stick with that. I played some GTA a few days ago. That is that was also really fun. So we'll, maybe that, that'll be another one to clear out of my backlog. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen... <laughs> what's up? Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 has started... And for my money, and again, there's so many Mappa's the like a great animation studio. Obviously, a lot of all their projects are done by different teams within Mappa. So like you can find different styles and what like Attack on Titan looks nothing like Chainsaw Man. Right. Um, Vinland Saga looks nothing like Jujutsu Kaisen. I adore the animation style for Jujutsu Kaisen season two. It is much more simplistic, but it is all hand-drawn um not to say there's no cg in there at all you'll you'll see it but it is so beautiful and i i'm loving the season so much um it's so good can i ask you something yeah, absolutely ask me do you they want. have the same outro as the previous season yeah no fuck that's one <laughs> with, of my favorite with, with the I, I, with, with them the, like dancing and yeah, shopping yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and like oh, dude going, it's it's you. it's one of my favorite things in in the world that song them dancing it's like, really it's, good it's great but yeah, yeah no it's a new one it is really good though um but it's because it, i know you asked forever ago like i would love to see more of um gojo maybe like maybe younger gojo yeah ever. and this focuses a, this a is bit gojo him, at right? he's 17 He's a 17-year-old oh, yes, student. This, um, that's what I fucking want. And yeah, have... I pissed everybody off because I said I want a Gojo anime. 
and <laughs> or not not that i was like gojo should be the main character that's what yeah. people got pissed off at. but i mean yeah. yuji's a good guy i love you yeah, absolutely yeah he's, he's great he's a good he's kid great. and he's i good, shouldn't take anything he's a great him. naruto fill in and he doesn't yell as much as <laughs> he doesn't yell as much as asta so there you go um yeah, you yell an ass <laughs> he does yell especially those first like three yeah. episodes um yeah. but the first five episodes are a prequel it's showing the younger gojo and a lot of these other characters and somebody that nobody's ready for his name is toji um and it gives you especially because we all watched the movie jujutsu kaisen zero um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the villain of that who we see gojo sadly kill at the end um and you see that little blink of like him younger with this person you get to see the beginnings uh, of that relationship here that is the focus. oh that's great yeah and so that was also to say it will it is sad <laughs> but it and is also it, really good fuck and then if we get to go back and watch the movie after that oh that's great and it just adds more context yeah yeah because technically yeah the movie would come after um but the first five episodes of this season are that arc it is a whole arc of just the the prequel essentially young gojo a lot of you'll see a lot of characters their younger versions and they're all delightful um and then on what days are those available um they come out um i believe it's every oh it's thursday it's every thursday okay i still plan on switching over to Crunchyroll at some point i'm not necessarily quick because i have funimation right now okay Um, i imagine it's on there too uh, it's not or no oh. yeah yeah it is it is okay. but i still that's the move that i want to make because i that's the move i have to make if i want to watch hell's paradise oh okay i got because you. i can't do it with those fucking commercials just the four hey man commercials I, in a I row can, of the same thing like it just, me. <laughs> just let me give you the login information if you lost oh it. you're right you're right you're so nice you're so good to me. <laughs> only because I, I need you to talk about all that shit on my podcast um no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um but after those five episodes it will go into the next arc of the actual like current timeline and we'll get back mm-hmm. to yuji and stuff like that and this arc is a very big one like so the thing about the big not the big three the big three are it's already a done and done deal um but the dark trio as i've brought up hell's paradise um chainsaw man and here jujutsu kaisen granted i don't know about hell's paradise i've only seen the anime haven't read the manga but this next season of jujutsu kaisen is why i consider it great um and whenever we get the next season of chainsaw man is also when i consider that great (laughs) uh because after these first bits um they really start shedding away from what made them look like your normal shonen anime um very exciting very exciting um i've currently started rewatching evangelion is that (laughs) is that because of our boy wes no were you influenced by that? Oh, okay. oh, I think that was the final nail in the coffin. So it, okay. it shows up on my timeline every now and then. And like, I did a big rewatch of like um, Bebop last year. And right. like, I want, I was like, I want to go back to something that was big for me. That was big in general and just check it out again. And that I was, was like, a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I had, it just, it's so many emotions that go with that. Like love, hate, confusion just yeah there's so much to say, bro. um but, uh, I, but i love it i love but i'm planning characters. on because i own a box set of the original series um and after i watch this and then the end of evangelion i do own the first three movies and then the fourth one because they they redid the series in movie form 
Um, uh, yeah. The fourth movie is on Amazon Prime. So I haven't seen anything past the original. So. Oh really? It, it wouldn't be a bad one to to delve back. I can into. lend you. Yeah, because I know they got like 2.0 and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So the first movie is literally just the first um, six episodes of the base anime, and mm. after that, there's new characters, new story. <laughs> it's right. It goes completely yeah. out of anything you've known, um, which is exciting, and it's still by the creator of the original series. So, hey. Um, but lastly, I do want to bring up something I've been very much looking forward to. We've talked a lot about DC today, and that is My Adventures with Superman has premiered. We yeah. have three episodes out right now. It is everything I wanted it to be. It is a breath of fresh air from DC content. And um, is his name Jack Quaid from The Boys? It is. It is. He voices yeah. Superman. Mm-hmm. He voices Clark here and he's adorable both in animation because it is uh, the big thing behind it is it's like the anime animation style. Um, He does have a Sailor Moon transformation of sorts into the suit. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Hey, I accept it. And the way the story is going so far, um, it's not an origin story, but still kind of is because he's young Superman, young Superman. Yeah, he's he's a young adult, just started working at the planet with lois lane um and of course jimmy but uh he's just started on like the last episode had him use his laser vision for the first time because he was pushed to that point and there's a lot of like the anime motivations behind that too because like lois was in trouble Uh uh-oh and instead of like doing a power up he just learned a new ability um but it's so good great it's so good and it has a whole ass anime intro it's it's really good oh man with that, along with, um, uh, we haven't talked about it here. I know I've, I've shared the trailer in our chat and whatnot, but like we're getting a whole Suicide Squad Isekai anime. Yeah. It's yeah. a movie, but still like animated. Which like, is, is it going to be an Isekai? Like somebody gets pulled into that So world, Isekai is the title of the movie. Suicide Squad yeah. Isekai. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because all that I've seen was like Harley and Joker, which maybe they're only trying to give us glimpses of it. They but. there is a point where you do see like a medieval area, so maybe, yeah, or maybe they get pulled into a different. That's what I'm thinking. We'll yeah, I don't, okay. I don't see any. I haven't seen any other Suicide Squad members, but the animation for that is incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah. I'm like, dude, give us more of this shit. Hell yeah! Like, let's yeah. let's let's experiment a little bit. Let's let's try it. Um. But very, lots of DC stuff to look forward to. But I, I cannot recommend just how it is so good. It is such a like a little breath of fresh air. There is it is not just some smooth thing either. Like it is a, like a very chill show. Like it, it is very Superman's a great guy. Like the like you would expect him to be. He's just trying to do best by him, figure out his powers, do best by his friends, save people in uh, Metropolis. But also, like, we do have some villains showing up and whatnot, and, like, you'll learn the names of some of them, and it might allude to certain connections with characters you know end up being bad. And um, I'm, I'm very much digging it. I'm very much digging it so far. Oh, um, man. I want to check it out. It's it's sure. definitely worth a watch. And I... It's so good. It's just a good time. And I, I, we haven't had a Superman like this, excluding what the animation style is, um, just the this vibe of Superman in such a long time. And before anybody attacks me 
I love Man of Steel. And I have no problem with Henry Cavill killing Zod at the end of that movie. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's also <laughs> nice to see the Boy Scout. I mean, the Boy Scout exists for a reason. And like, yeah, yeah. we have Batman. I love Batman. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm kind of happy to see the Boy Scout here. And not only just be a Boy Scout, but like the, the comeuppance of the Boy Scout. And like, I've always... I've always, since I was even a child, just always looked at like Superman as kind of like the template. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where you start with the exactly. That's fair. That's fair. He's he's a symbol. He's somebody you can easily like look at. And obviously when you get older, you're like, oh man, he just has all these fucking powers. But if you like Gojo, you can't really make that argument against Superman. Way cooler. Well, I'm talking I'm about this. I'm talking I'm about the power kidding. part, not not the character. <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, I see your argument. <laughs> but that's all I got. Um, Ernest, thanks for hanging out with me. We are recording a little later than usual because of my new job schedule, and I might be switching job schedules again. We're all just trying to figure out life right now. Um, but next week, special episode, double header. We are doing a double movie review. Barbenheimer. Can you guess what the movies are? <laughs> um, one of them, Babe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Babenheimer. Right. Yes. Babe and Oppenheimer. <laughs> Babenheimer. <It> <laughs> now we are going to be reviewing Christopher Nolan's latest film, which has been, I've already heard phenomenal things, mm-hmm. which is Oppenheimer. Um, and I can't wait to see Killian Murphy in that leading role. But also, we are going to review the latest Greta, Greta Gerwig film, Barbie. Uh, Greta Gerwig. Hey, man, I, I fixed it. I fixed yeah, it. yeah. No, no, I, man. It, it works out. If this ends up being an awesome movie, we can call her Great Gerwig. <laughs> no, we just call her Go to. No, that doesn't work. Never mind. Go to Gerwig. Go to Gerwig. <laughs> I, Go see, to Gerwig. I see where you're going. <laughs> hey, man, I'll buy myself a goat and I'll name it Go to Gerwig. <laughs> i can't do, do that when i wouldn't let that stray in my house i can't just buy, oh. i can't just buy another pet nah, um, you need to go, you need to go. <laughs> nah man you're the one with uh, the kid this christmas oh, oh this see christmas. That's, a, that's a goat joke right there bro i was not ready <laughs> wow and i don't think our listeners were either but Ernest, yeah. thanks again, like I said earlier, for just hanging out, man. It's, I needed this. Thanks for appreciating yeah, my need for that one week off. I'm glad to be back in strength. And we'll be back even stronger with episode 60 going over a Barbenheimer. Hell yeah, bro. Oh, it's about to go down. I need to get myself a new pink shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I've already sent you a picture but of mine. Oh, man. I can't wait. It's going to be huge. And I'm going to I'm gonna need that day. The day before I'm driving Jace. So, like, uh, you know, I need y'all to bounce me back i think these movies are going to do a good job of it though okay okay yeah and you know what well i don't know from what i understand about oppenheimer it may not be the most mood lifting film (laughs) but barbie might be and that's why that's why we're watching oppenheimer first exactly exactly um just watch we'll just be crying at both but (laughs) it's gonna be great (laughs) absolutely yeah um but we will go into both of these films with the utmost of our kinergy but Ernest, <laughs> where can the people find us? So if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, you can find us out here on all of the social medias. Well, I mean, there's a couple new ones popping up that we're not on yet. But, you know, like the important classics. ones. We're on yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, motherfucking TikTok. Okay. 
find us on all of those under the show's name life is storytelling if you'd like to reach us directly give us any direct feedback let us know what's up if you want to collab baby you can reach out to us at life is storytelling at gmail.com we appreciate any and all feedback and boy do we fucking love you we love you so much can't wait to go over the barbenheimer event if it does live up to anything that has been promised um i'm sure box office wise it's going to do great because that i mean who's not seeing these movies (laughs) whether you're not seeing them both in the same day or not whatever but everyone's gonna go see these movies i i saw that barbie's projected to make like double what oppenheimer is but it's still a fucking lot for both of them yeah i do imagine barbie might be the more accessible right right, (laughs) but you know what greta nolan's had his time in the sun greta deserves hers absolutely Um, yeah and i think it's gonna live up to what we're expecting here i'm hoping so um because she she's definitely somebody i appreciate as like that indie darling director and this is this is like a blockbuster level kind of thing especially with the popularity it's gotten it's her Um, glow up bro yeah and then after this it's narnia (laughs) so it we will see if this leads to a charming prince caspian um oh that's the third movie she's doing at least the first whatever yeah yeah yeah. yeah. the the lion's name is like assland or something i was Um, there when they were written (laughs) but thank you all for tuning in for bearing with us again we appreciate every single one of you and we hope you all have a great week